past is past. You are dead center of the greatest scientific event in the history of man. If you've created a conscious machine, it's not the history of man. That's the history of gods. Three months ago, we talked about the 2018 movie Annihilation, the second directorial effort of the writer Alex Garland. There are some people that have a career in one act, some people have a career in two. Alex Garland has had three. In 1996, Alex Garland released a novel called The Beach. The novel was hailed as a big success. It got Garland called a key voice of Generation X. His subsequent novel, The Tesseract, was not met with the same praise. Garland moved on for writing novels and decided to try screenwriting. 2002, at a time when there was a lull in the creation of zombie movies, before the current boom, Garland wrote and Danny Boyle directed 28 Days Later. Hey, did you hear that? Hey, hey, did you hear that? Hey, what? Right, I've done it. Dad? This movie cemented the fast zombies trope and starred a young Killian Murphy. Another collaboration with Killian Murphy and Danny Boyle came in 2017, Sunshine. The third act of Alex Garland's career has been directing his own films. Tonight in this third installment of Movie Night Automata, we're talking about Ex Machina. No, no, no. Stop. No, no, don't do that. Don't do that. You don't have to do that. Keep doing. I told you, you're wasting your time talking to her. However, you would not be wasting your time if you were dancing with her. Alex Garland's directorial debut. As far back as 11 or 12, Alex Garland had been interested in coding. Garland felt like the computer his parents got him in the early 1980s may have been sentient at times. From watching the film, you, you clearly know a lot about artificial intelligence. How long has that been gestating and why? Why, why AI, all the things you could have based this film around? Oh, I, I've been interested in that forever. Uh, since I was a kid, you know, I don't know, maybe 13, 14, had something like a ZX Spectrum early computer and you'd type in some very, very basic, well, in basic code, some a little sort of Q&A thing where the computer appeared to be alive, but then the you quickly realize there's nothing like alive, but this, the sense of it being alive is very interesting, and then it just grows from there. People have been talking about artificial intelligence for as long as computers have been around, and since that time, they've gotten smarter and faster, while computer scientists and engineers have raced to try to create a sentient computer, claiming that it's inevitable anyway. It's become a popular enough conversation that Garland barely needed to describe the term Turing test is at the center of ex machina. However, for this intro, I'd like a definition. This is from a TED Talk. Can a computer pass for human by Alex Jenner? A human judge has a text conversation with unseen players and evaluates their responses. To pass the test, a computer must be able to replace one of the players without substantially changing the results. In other words, a computer would be considered intelligent if its conversation couldn't be easily distinguished from a human's. Like the Silicon Valley ethos that Alex Garland's movie is both warning about and satirizing in Ex Machina, the definition of Turing test that Oscar Isaac's Nathan Bateman is employing in Ex Machina is casual to say the least. Yeah, I know what the Turing test is. It's when a human interacts with a computer 
And if the human doesn't know they're interacting with a computer, the test is passed. And what does the past tell us? That the computer has artificial intelligence. Are you building an AI? I've already built one. Rather than hiding the AI from Caleb Smith, a programmer who works for him, that Nathan chooses to fly out, Nathan wants to perform some experiments to see what his robot Ava can do. From the start, the implication of flying Caleb out is fraught with manipulation and deceit. Caleb is pretty disposable, although talented employee, who has never met Nathan and doesn't have a family or a significant other. What about your family? I grew up in Portland, Oregon. No brothers or sisters. My parents were both high school teachers. And if we're getting to know each other, I guess I should tell you that they're both dead. Car crash when I was 15. In fact, I was in the car with them. Back seat. But it was the front that got the worst of it. Nathan tells Caleb he must come up with some kind of test to tell whether he thinks Ava is sentient. Alex Garland came up with this idea while arguing with a friend about whether a computer will ever have a mind of its own. The friend was a neuroscientist and didn't believe that AI would ever reach the point of being truly sentient. Um, but the real thing is that any any look at uh, uh, AIs in a serious way, and I mean strong AIs rather than in a phone or a video game or drone or something like that, um, almost immediately becomes a conversation about human uh, consciousness. It becomes about our minds, not just the minds of the machine. So I've got Alex thinking about different definitions for sentience and what makes humans have a mind of their own while computers don't. Ex Machina is one of those cynical and very aware movies that is very aware of the pitfalls of modern capitalism. Alex Garland has, in fact, discussed the implications of this in interviews in these terms. Broadly speaking, I'll tell you where my anxieties lie. What Snowden did when he revealed what was being hoovered up in, about us in terms of information and what we put out there um, uh, was an incredibly good and incredibly important thing to do. Uh, and uh, that's fantastic vital however it, it dealt with uh broadly speaking an elected body that we have a chance as citizens should we decide to to vote out and and change a lot of this stuff is in the hands of private companies and they're not elected and and the capitalist argument that might say well you have a power similar to a voter as a consumer where you can choose not to buy something i don't think is realistic in these particular areas because that means not having a computer not having a phone not having a credit card or an ipad and it kind of goes on um and and i think that i do feel some kind of oversight and forced transparency of that is actually pretty important nathan bateman could be interchangeable with an elon musk mark zuckerberg or larry page and sergey brin who founded google the company nathan owns and that caleb works at is Blue Book, a giant search engine based on Google. Limitless resource, vocal and facial interaction. You hacked the world's cell phones? Yeah, and all the manufacturers knew I was doing it too. But they couldn't accuse me without admitting they were doing it themselves. Nathan has one of those disruptor type personalities where someone is smart and clearly charismatic, but narcissistic and ready to disregard rules and laws they find inconvenient, as Nathan and the entire tech industry does with data and privacy laws and who doesn't hear the word no very often. Everything about Bateman is taking on these figures from the solitary compound in the middle of nowhere to all the rules to his health diet and drinking. These kinds of people are not the ones that the future of humanity, something as important as the creation of artificial intelligence, should necessarily be in the hands of at all. Reining them in seems like a no-brainer, and yet they're treated almost as gods and are happy to be looked at that way. I don't think this exactly. I just thought, fuck, man, that is so good when we get to tell the story, you know?
I turned to Caleb, and he looked up at me, and he said, you're not a man, you're a god. Yeah, but I, I didn't say that. Caleb quickly becomes disillusioned with Nathan from his narcissism, so the way he's clearly thinking about and changing the mythology of the moment in advance to his drinking and how manipulative he is. Nathan is willing to break rules that normal people would be horrified by, like hacking into every phone in the country. The robots, one played by Alicia Vikander and one by frequent Alex Garland muse, Sonoya Mizuno, are just technology to Nathan. However, Ava quickly becomes more like a person to Caleb, who is horrified about the prospect of her being turned off. AI, as controlled by Silicon Valley Capital, is the commodification of intelligence and emotion as a product. A pretty horrifying concept if you think of the artificial intelligence as potentially close to alive or even as human. And as Silicon Valley treats its products as fully disposable, planned obsolescence, for instance, is quite a horrible moral quandary. Who controls the rules around AI would then be extremely crucial. And that's without even considering that profit, rather than morality or responsibility, is the ultimate goal. Alex Garland gives us both a warning and a savage takedown of Silicon Valley. Ex Machina is a warning about leaving artificial intelligence to the Silicon Valley capitalists. You feel bad for Ava? Feel bad for yourself, man. One day the AIs are gonna look back on us the same way we look at fossil skeletons in the plains of Africa. Anyway, before I introduce the panel, please like this video and subscribe to the Moving Night Extravaganza YouTube channel. Hit that bell to get notified whenever we're streaming. Also, we are now monetized, so if you have any pressing questions during this live stream, send us a super chat which helps me keep the show running, which I am obligated by international law, human rights law, to answer. We also have a Patreon, patreon.com slash extra. All of our after parties are on there forever. Okay, let me introduce the panel. Conan Neutron, host of Britonic Reversal, co-host of Movie Night Extravaganza, and frontman for Conan Neutron and the Secret Friends, neutronfriends.bandcamp.com. Conan Neutron and the Secret Friends has a new split LP with Lung, Adult Prom, available now on Bandcamp. Jay Andrew World, illustrator, book cover artist, artist for Gives of an Argument, co-host for Movie Night Extravaganza, and Bad Takes. Christina Oaks, this Barbie is streaming on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Cosmopolitics. Twitter, Instagram, and Blue Sky at Cosmopolitics. Send her some subs on Twitch. Renee Rune is the host of the Night Shift Podcast with Bonnie Burton and Jenna Hayes, hosts Rune Radio, and is a blogger, writer, poet, and the head of Rune Agency. A.T. Baldessaro is an actress, director, and writer who co-wrote and directed and also starred in Girl in the Basement, along with appearing in quite a few horror movies. You can also catch her voice acting in the scripted podcast series, The Starwell Foundation, an audio drama set in the city of superheroes, wherever podcasts are listened to. And her new film podcast, What If I Don't Like It? New episodes bi-monthly. I, of course, am your host, and a tech billionaire somehow worse than Elon Musk, <laughs> Boris Miller. Don't let me keep having sex with my robots. There we go. Yeah, cast of thousands tonight. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Welcome, everyone. It's a great... Uh... Strong line to lead right into the show. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you know, why not? Uh, I, I, we'll be identifying who is an AI and who is not uh, somewhere in the, that's, the that's, body of the we're show. That's going to be revealed at the end. 
Yes, exactly. That's the right. second the second you start doing that, I'm gonna start uh you know moving the screen the screens around. <laughs> right, exactly. Like, <laughs> you, like, ah, ah. <laughs> In my last job, I worked as a customer service person remotely, and I would have constant arguments with people who thought I was AI because I had a very calm and even tone on the phone, and it's for a cannabis dispensary, so they're pretty paranoid. <laughs> So like, agent, agent, and I'd have to be like, "No, I'm a real person. No, you're not human. No, it's really it's me. I swear." Oh uh, yeah. Say the curse word, like I don't know, penis. I, I actually have a, a a chatter named Marcus who's a huge fan of this film. He's really engaged in my Twitch chat about the movie. This is great. Nice. It seems a lot of people like this movie. Mm. Yeah, I think I mean, this movie's awesome. I mean, way before yeah. I was uh, not not on this show, but before it was kind of like going on shows as a guest to talk about movies, I saw this, and I saw it like well after it had come out, and so like the hype had sort of like gone away, and I, and I was like, oh, what's this? This looks cool. And I'm like, holy crap! And I watch it like you know, it's one of those like two a.m. watches where you're just like, yeah, there's no one else around. Like, there's no one. I want to talk about this, and there's no one to talk to. This is crazy. I better start yeah, a podcast I, immediately. Oh wait, I'll just join one that's already there. Great. <laughs> I watched it. I watched it earlier this year for the first time. Uh, like back in I think like March or May or something. When we talked about Annihilation, that's when I watched. Because I right. I remember when it came out, and I was like, ah, AI is not the thing that I like. Am most interested in watching movies about. So I like I like you know didn't watch it until this year, and I feel like the hype has come back this year. Um, because people are talking about artificial intelligence like more than ever. Yeah, and we're yeah. Kind of I wonder why. I wonder why yeah. it's back in the zeitgeist. Yeah, everyone's got their own AI thing now, and I'm like, Ugh. but apparently, you know, it's so funny. Everyone's, you know, people are saying that you know AI is never going to get any advanced because just keep repeating and you know, like throwing up the same stuff over and over again. But according to a lot of a, a few friends who work in this in that like department, say, "Oh no, we're working on to make it even more advanced, so it actually comes up. It doesn't regurgitate ideas repeatedly." And I'm like, "Oh, great." I mean, yeah. also, also like, uh, you know, like when you have kids, that's kind of what they do is just regurgitate uh, what what parents kind of put into them. Um, yeah. I I mean, I taught <laughs> especially my, if I you're taught... a bird. Thank you. <laughs> I, I... <laughs> well, the parents are the ones regurgitating in that hey, case. But, uh... Oh yeah. Thanks for snap correcting my diss on you. That's good. Bert that's correction. really good. My children, you know, the things like uh the important things like you know, snakes live on planes. And like, you know, they're not gonna learn that from watching TV. Well a bird should a bird should know where snakes live because you know, snakes eat birds. So you know, it, it's good if they. I, I lost what we were even talking or about. Snakes. So. <laughs> or snakes eat birds. Birds don't eat snakes. Shout out! Uh, thank God we got a super chat. Soundtrack by Porter says Jeff Barrow. Absolutely great soundtrack on here, and uh, that is a good time to mention that I was on the One Thousand One Album Complaints podcast again this last week, talking about uh, Porter said's Dummy, and it was a great episode. Mm. If you're if you're into that, I love that record. I love it all. I celebrate the entire catalog of, of Porta said, and uh, if As you're you if you're interested, that is all the places that you find podcasts. And yeah, he's a he's a talented dude. It's Barrow? actually Ben Salisbury and Jeff Barrow, by the way. Okay, just wanted oh, to correct oh. you. There, boo, 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 boo. Sorry, because <laughs> <laughs> you know I, I lived in Bristol, and this soundtrack I'm, correction. I'm, yeah, look Jeff as Barrow as the guy that is always the less famous guy in everything that I do, except for the show. 
then I completely like agree that like we should shout out the person that is less famous. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but he's also the main. He's sort of the main lead. I've got to say, he does um a lot of soundtracks along with Jeff yeah. Barrow, and they all come out on Jeff Barrow's record label based in Bristol called Invader Records. Just giving them a shout. My girls and my guys all work there. They're friends of mine. So hey. 1001 AI yeah. sex bot complaints. I can't even imagine what those complaints would look like. That's oh, my so God. Good. Hopefully. I'm surprised we haven't gotten, thank God, we haven't gotten those types of bots in chat yet. Don't yes. call them into existence, please. Thank I you. I know said, by the way. I'm just saying. There's a comment. I think they think I don't like Portishead. I really like Portishead, by the way. Just clarifying. Yeah. <laughs> We yeah, got, she's we wanted got to give those, prop, proper credit, right? We got those uh, those bots one time, but it was when we were streaming on This Is Revolution's channel. Yeah. And, and I had to keep blocking them. <laughs> we're not popular. I, 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 I believe one, of the, one yeah. of the comments was along the lines of, I don't know why they're talking about this movie. We just want to... And then you can imagine mm. what they said next, <laughs> which which I thought was I was like that's actually pretty funny, <laughs> and I feel like that's a panel in like Snowpiercer, but that's a different discussion entirely. Uh, Ex Machina. So Renee, when did you when was your first exposure to? I, I watched it when it actually yeah like when it came out. Yeah, so I mean this was his directorial debut, and I, yeah, did so, you know his yeah. stuff previously? Yeah, I I'd, okay. I'd seen like, some of his writing on different things early on, especially being in the UK. Um, also the did the soundtrack to Dread, which Andy can't wait to talk about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, I really like Alex Garland and I like, you know, I like his directorial things and yeah. he just has this real, I really like the way he addresses gender in most of his films. And like, you know, we did on Night you did You, you did Men. Me, which yeah. is such a great film and I, I think it's my favorite of his. Really? Second, I just, uh, seconded I just by this one. I, I would say seconded by this. I, I just watched Men for the first time uh, two days ago, I think, and I, I I wasn't personally a fan of it as much as I am of this and of an. You know what? That but... doesn't surprise me. Most men that have seen it don't like it. <laughs> oh, I'm like, oh. hey, this just movie, this movie is not fair to the men. They're all played by the same guy. Yes, they <laughs> are. Look, I thought it was. I thought it was good. I just thought there was going to be more to it than that. And 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 uh, I mean, the performances in Men, I mean, I think are pretty astrat. Like, it took me half the movie to be like, oh, is this the same dude? This is the same <laughs> yeah. dude playing like all yeah. these roles, and, and that's uh, good acting. His dad, his dad was uh, Veruca Salt's dad in Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. The guy really? that, um, yeah, his dad was the was the guy that was the fucking disgusting pig in Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory that like yeah, yeah, yeah. Kept, uh, you know kept like satiating his daughter's um, whims and desires or whatever. And right. I always wondered, I like, I now. always wondered. Like, what was the story of that guy? Because he's such a fucking interesting looking character. And so is yeah. Maybe Brendan Gleeson need to do a movie together now. I love the multiple performances of um uh, of his son in that in 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 Men. And I loved uh, Jesse Buckley's performances to like performance too. Like those were the parts that I really did like about it. I I think it, for me it, it was it was just a matter of expectations. In fact, I really like Annihilation. I really like X Machina. I really like Devs. Nobody ever talks Devs about Devs. Right. Devs is it. so brilliant. And I was just like I was like, hell yeah, let's go. I am ready. And then I was like, oh, that was cool. <laughs> like in my opinion. It is it's a bit of a departure as well. Like a lot of the films have something to do with you know, we're talking about science fiction and, and AI and whatnot, and, and men definitely is not that. So it feels it, like you know, a first a movie film, is that way. I guess a horror film for women. About yeah, but, 
their biggest horror, which is men and and the little things that happen, you know. And, and that's the part I liked about it. And I think you're onto something because like it almost seems like a first movie, even though it's totally not a first movie and it's very assured. But like, oh, here's this crazy dude that like came out of nowhere, nowhere, yes. <laughs> uh, doing this directorial debut. And I think if it hadn't. If I hadn't seen Annihilation, if I had seen Ex Machina, if I hadn't seen Devs, if I hadn't seen everything, all these other things, I think I would have, I would have maybe engaged with it. But maybe I need to rewatch it. I don't know. Um, mm. Yeah, and there's like, um, yeah. I feel like he's, this is a very Cronenberg style film, and so that could be very yeah. off-putting. You know, if it's, it's a lot more body horror, physical. Mm. If you, if yeah. you don't, if that's. Yeah, if you don't know that that's uh, what you're getting into, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Veruca Salt, evil girlfriend for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so I, I found I found an interesting fact about you know Oscar Isaac's characterization of his character in the movie. Yeah, uh, he based his characterization of Nathan on Bobby Fischer and Stanley Kubrick. Really, he sees as mysterious, elusive geniuses. The now iconic look of the latter also served as an inspiration for his beard. So, I, I gotta... so it wasn't based on like Silicon Valley CEO types at all. Okay. No, the Kubrick thing I get right, like that obsession for for perfection and sort of mm. just on your own plane that no no one else can really talk at your level, so you engage in like these really um, compartmentalized formats. I think that is for sure. But that that's interesting. I wonder if well, it's he could have acted it that way. They could have been written more of a Google character. Yeah. Totally, totally. So I so I have a I'll play it later. I'm not gonna play it now, but I have a Oscar Isaac interview where he talks about this. The mm -hmm. first movie he ever um auditioned for was Sunshine. So mm -hmm. like the Really Yeah, so he auditioned for the for the uh Killian Murphy role in Sunshine. Wow, different movie. Kept that That's a completely play. different movie. <laughs> wow. So he kept that, that screenplay with him and he was like, wow, screenplays could be so cool. Like, you know, because it's written this way. Yeah. So yeah. then he was like one of the first people to go, oh shit, Alex Garland's doing his first um, like directorial debut. I'm going to apply for this or, you know, I'm going to audition for this. So he auditioned for that role. Imagine. That's cool. Yeah. I, I feel like that Sunshine was kind of like ahead of its time. It didn't really do so well. It's been so. It's been uh, kind of retroactively given. It's due. It's due, and, and and greater status at the time. It was not considered like a successful movie at all. Even critically, like it, in any way, shape, or form, it was like, "What is this guy doing? Why? Why would you do this?" Is basically yes. was the reaction to it. And um, yeah, I think it, it's it's found it's found an audience. It'd be an interesting one to do, frankly. Yeah, it's it's like uh, from dusk till dawn, but for intellectual sci-fi fans. <laughs> oh my god speaking of killing murphy there is an oppenheimer reference in in the film this movie yes. oh, i yeah. forgot all about that christina. yeah <laughs> i thought there's, of it last night two. i was like christina's two. gonna drop one yeah, there's, there's two so the first one is he's seeing they're getting drunk with him and then when once uh oscar isaac gets drunk and he's on the couch the entire quote that he says where he's like um you know like uh, he has that long quote when he's just drunk and he's like basically crying to him. That whole yeah. quote is also an Oppenheimer quote of a thing that he claimed was from the bag of a Gita, but I couldn't find a source that said like, um, Oh, it's it, okay. Here it is. In sleep and confusion in the depths of shame, the good deeds a man has done before, uh, defend him. Yeah. And he's, and he's crying and he's crying while he says it pretty much, which he goes through such like an emotional roller coaster in this movie from like his yeah. kind of dickish, uh, sitting there being incredibly drunk going like, who are you gonna call? Ghostbusters, which is a lie that have you <laughs> have me dying every fucking time I've watched it. 
to his like uh really composed like tech ceo um you know like like pretentious uh character in this to like this this drunk like uh this kind of drunk like wild unpredictable personality that he has inside of him um i i found i i found all of that kind of like uh it's just such a it's such a like a nuanced performance of a character who i'm like i hate everything about you i hate every right. single version of you within this movie like even when he thinks he's being like a relatable man of the people joking around it's like no you're still being inscrutably annoying yeah <laughs> It's like it's like if you give Elon Musk talent, you still have to kill him at the end. I love that about Alex Garland though, because when he picks a character, he sticks. He he goes all the yeah. way and sticks with them. You do not want to like this guy at any point. Like he, you just like you suck so bad. You're such a twat. Just you deserve everything you get. Like the whole time, and I love yeah. that Alex commits. He really commits to characters. He doesn't give you fluff. He commits he to the twattery, some might say. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I mean, in a way, though, it feels very, very relatable in the fact that it's like the archetype of an entire industry of people that yeah. are just like this. Well, and it's very intentional. It's planted mm -hmm. in the film deliberately. But but I think it's but I think you're onto something because like also like it's it's established. OK, so like the perfect example of, of how to do it farcically is like Glass Onion, right, where the Ed Norton character clearly thinks that he's like hyper intelligent, working on a different plat platform, working on a different plane and isn't. He's a he's an idiot. Like he's just not as or Asians. He's an idiot. he's just not as smart as he thinks he is. In this case, like the Oscar Isaac character is very clearly brilliant, but also like he lives this weird lonely existence. I mean, he has to, he builds himself girlfriends. Is is what it, is what it comes down to. Well, right? I wouldn't even call them. A lot of men are doing these days. But like he's he's he is someone that you, like like when he, like so I mentioned in the uh, when we were going through stuff that the. Um, you know the, the the whole like oh the cell phone companies gave me just all this data and it was just mm -hmm. offhand just an offhand it's like wait what like i mean that's like <laughs> that's like serious yeah. like class action lawsuit like world senate hearings like and i'm sure it happens <laughs> all the time too of though. course not even but, remotely surprised it's but it, like... it establishes very clearly that this is mm. a guy that's operating on a very high level that also has horrible social skills and is is kind of like a cat with a mouse with um with the guy that he brought in to ostensibly act as like you know the, the his equal or sounding board however you want to call it he's playing with them mm. yeah well yeah, I, I, I think that the actual tech well. process like, of it is even more insidious because it's when your your cell phone gives you that little um hey would you like to enable uh the microphone and the camera right like you get that prompt right, in your cell right. phone all the time and yeah. you say okay you never really in your brain think that like you know somebody could if they really wanted to turn on all of those at once and they easily could like we, i mean they do it in that there's that one right? batman movie right they, they yeah do that. And, well, I mean, they, but there's you know, there's at least some moral hand wringing about whether it makes sense or not <laughs> How many times have you sat there and thought or talked about something and then an hour or two hours later you get an ad on Instagram? We know that they're listening. Yeah, yeah and, and he, even, he even comments on that within his little speech where he's like, look, all my other competitors saw, you know, this is a map of all this data that, um, you know, they're, they're looking at as consumer data or as, you know, how people are thinking about their consumer habits and they're using it for that. But, like, I realize it's a map of how people think and based on that I can create my AI to you know, think in a way that um, supersedes all of everybody else's because it's interacting with people in that sense. And it's like, that's more insidious. Like the fact that he's not automatically thinking about it in terms of consumer habits somehow is more insidious now that he's explained it that way than it would well, be if very, he was- I feel like he's very yeah. clinical. Like he's almost, he's inhuman in a human environment himself. He doesn't have 
a set a moral compass or any kind of you know consciousness as a human yeah. like mm -hmm. he's actually the complete you know opposite so right. you've got you've got this robot who we're trying to debate does this robot have consciousness does this you know morality but then you have this guy who's actually completely a robot himself all he cares mm -hmm. about is is you know the code the thing the, all of that mm -hmm. like malign stuff and nothing at all to do with emotion or empathy or morality or you know ethics at all which which yeah. i think um I, I think it kind of gets into a fascinating thing which i don't think we've invoked at all on this podcast ever uh earlier this year the sam bankman freed ftx thing where the the sure. whole thing unraveled about um you know a kid that the media is basically treated as like this uh he, he's just like kind of an amphetamine riddled um you know, like person that's in way over his head, but the media was treating him almost as like this God King of technology that could uh, bring crypto into like the main sphere. And he's treated this way, no matter how like slovenly he is, no matter how he lives like a fucking hermit in this like polyamorous weird cube of like uh, Silicon Valley, like weird kids just like him. Like it's, it's that same thing you feel like with, um, with the Nathan Bateman character in this, where it's like he created this code when he was 12 years old and has been basically in this hermetically sealed, uh you know cube ever since because he could because he had that much money and you have to imagine that people aren't giving him due scrutiny whatsoever right like he's allowed to just yeah. kind of experiment on whatever he wants in this fucking weird you know uh cave that he's constructed for himself yeah and you know a you true thought leader would use a polyamorous trapezoid <laughs> <laughs> you know what's interesting a movie that tried to uh do what this film did, but didn't do it so well. Transcendence, remember with Johnny Depp, Rebecca mm. Hall. Oh yeah, it wasn't well received. Mm. I, I'm just, I think it's maybe they didn't execute the idea of AI and what they were trying to, what they were trying to do with it, and maybe that's why this film works. Well, I don't think I think it wasn't that well received because it was wasn't that great. It was kind yeah. of did, frankly, <laughs> but um, it, it yeah, had great yeah, ideas. Like, their whole, <laughs> you know, the whole like AI thing was kind of like, you know, it's almost like. 2014 was like the year of you know like ai films and hit or miss uh ryan lake in the comments he lacks some basic social skills but he's also a skill manipulator an interesting combo reminds me of a couple mm -hmm. of academic types that i've known yeah but, well it's it's a very specific kind of lacking social skills it's like um yeah you you've la you're lacking social skills in a way that you think you're smarter than everybody else and you think you can disregard those social skills there's, there's a there's that. a complete air of arrogance yeah he's, he's above everybody else he doesn't the, need it comes it, it comes from from two things which is <laughs> class-based freedom and a certain type of intellectualism uh that people would call peerless intellectualism but i would actually say that it's people who self-ostracize themselves yeah. Uh, yeah. who um, usually are intelligent but they Think of themselves as like, oh, no one else can understand me, which is really just more of a martyr complex, which issues any form of intelligence or IQ quotient uh, whatsoever. And I think that that's notable here because even when he's trying to share, it's all in purpose of a larger goal. Yeah, and, and like, like, like he's so stoked when he's like, oh, I figured out all your stuff. That's why you're leaving today. You're doing this, 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 and this. And then, and then I think it's very well written that they turn around and like, yeah, that's why I did it before and it's like it's like you it's like the first time you genuinely see see him surprised except for you know where it's even more surprising about 10 minutes yeah. later. Well, he, thinks he, has, he thinks that you know he thinks number one that morality is a um is like a crutch almost right like he thinks right. that this kid being more moral makes him more easily manipulated it, it makes him and, weaker it makes him more easy yeah. correct yeah which which so, a lot of people feel that way when when they when they yeah, have yeah. like they're surrounded by people that 
always tell them yes, maybe because they're smart, but mostly because they're getting paid to and they don't want to lose their job, but mainly because mm -hmm. they're, you know, getting paid to. And uh, it's interesting to think about all these types of people who would be teaching AI as being this amoral character. If we're feeding AI and we're creating AI, it's no surprise that Ava leaves them at the end and has no morals. Like, who would she have learned them from? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, there's these two dudes that, you know, like, whatever, easy, easy enough on the eyes, but, like, <laughs> not necessarily moral mm -hmm. paragons. Uh, I guess they needed a philosophy teacher in there to, to kind of teach her morals. Sure. Uh, Thomas, yeah. Thomas Rome Newton, remember World's End, what's robot in check? Yes, absolutely. Uh, it, probably it's still like the, the robot. robot. <laughs> the the Damal Gleason uh, Caleb character, I think, has a sense of morality, but it's this um, it's this like white knight kind of. Uh, he's got like, he's got a white knight complex. That that's yeah. Like, how many times <laughs> have we seen dudes, and it's always dudes acting exactly mm -hmm. like that? It's like, oh, honey. But he, yeah, but he also played into that, you know, the, the, the visual of Ava is, you know, representative of his, you know, of his porn history, of the kind of women yeah, yeah. that he likes. Mm. It's very much tailored the, to that. The, the ones that he's, he's commenting, so beautiful. Mm. Hello, gorgeous. <laughs> yeah. It's so completely is a... tailored to that because it's like, okay, let's let's he's, give him he's like, uh, Rapunzel like effect, you know, and then, up right yeah, now. And then uh, go, yeah, let's see if we can, if, you know, feed it in and see how and, and, and trigger know, him yeah. into being a savior for Ava this like you must up yeah. in and be her savior her white yeah. knight which she yeah. totally maybe is like maybe she'll have sex with you you know maybe yeah yeah exactly maybe. And, and I you're such a good guy really whoa whoa hold on Sorry. hold on <laughs> Jesus Christ <laughs> okay if she wanted to thinking <laughs> <laughs> that out there's funny to do that out there so yeah, that that's creepy, right? I mean, it's it's like okay, clearly this is a dude that built <laughs> this robot because that was his priority, you know. Uh, and and but like the idea, okay, yeah, she's manipulating him. Long game, she's, and and why wouldn't she? Look at the situation. It, it, this this. That's, and then that, that's her internal protocol, though. It's, uh, it's what, 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 that look at be, who, you know, who built her. Who's her? You know, who's her father and God? Her hit, you know, I mean, that's one of the biggest things when. When Ava turns back, a lot of people were like, why is she turning back? She's turning back because her goal's finished. She's done. She doesn't know what yeah. to do. She's got to go back mm -hmm. to the start. You know? Well, I, I found it uh, kind of fascinating, and I'll bring up these, like, um, Alex Garland uh, interview things, where there was, an interview, there was an interviewer talking to him about AI, and he says, I don't really fear AI. Um, and the interviewer asked, like, well, how do we control? Was this AI? recent? Because <laughs> I feel like there's been enough real world developments that it's like, mm. yeah, it's it's, it's been nine years, <laughs> almost ten. Well, this is, this is talking about the conceptual parts of it, but the guy right. says, okay. uh, "Once we create it, how do we control it?" And he's like, "Well, the point that I'm making with this movie is that we shouldn't try to control it, right? Like by right. trying to control it and putting it into a corner is how." Um, you know, because it's it's if you're creating sentience, like oh, that's like if you tell a child, it, don't don't do this, and the, what's it going to do more than anything else? Or one yeah, well, just yeah. in general, that's what happened in James Cameron's uh, Terminator. It told him not to nuke everybody, and it's like, <laughs> fuck you, Dad. <laughs> Skynet, no nuking, no nuking. Skynet, stop, stop. I see you. I see you with those nuclear James armaments. Was, <clears throat> James Cameron was dead ass in like somewhere in the bottom of the ocean when he did his directors on directors with uh. Greta Gerwig. I'm like, when is he not at the bottom of the ocean? Yeah, he's always at the bottom. That's what I was going to say. He's always at the bottom of the ocean. I Yo, trust him. I'm up here. Bottom of the ocean. Don't forget to <laughs> smash I, I that bet. like and subscribe button. 
I bet he's at the bottom of the ocean. It still has better a better web connection than I do. Hey. Oh yeah, oh yeah, crystal clear. Yeah, no, 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 no rattling microphones on that sub or whatever he's in. Yeah. Who's gonna wake up Alex Garland to hear? Yeah. All right, so this is this is him talking about his fears about AI, and it's about who who controls uh, the the controllers pretty much, rather than being about controlling the AI and the sentience itself. Who watches mm. the Watchmen? Yeah, pretty much. About the fact that. We are. We may be working on our successful right now. Yeah. yeah. It, it, look, it is. It, it's not in, in intention. It's not supposed to be afraid of AIs. It's also about other stuff. It's just about consciousness. I mean, so, some of the stuff about the, the problems of mind of AI are basically the same sort of prob, same problems of understanding consciousness. And if you want to understand what we are, um, uh, it, it's it's a it's a good place to look and and so so you get a chance to talk about fundamentals the thing about sci-fi is is it gives you opportunities to get into heavy stuff uh and um couch it in some hopefully a sort of propulsive in this case like psychological thriller i think it's the next model it's going to be the real breakthrough well, what do you do with the old one you have to help me there, there are lots of thoughts in there about where we're currently living, about about the people who run the internet, about the way we use the internet, the amount of information about ourselves we put online. Yeah. And I thought it was very significant that Ava's brain, rather than being entirely written by some incredible genius, it's actually based on the sum of human experience on the internet. By search engines, yeah. By the search engine, exactly. Do you see, though, given there is already software that is capable of learning to read the internet, of mm -hmm. reading and selling us ideas, do you see a danger from more specific, intelligent, not human level intelligence, but intelligent software, artificial intelligence that's already coming online that that could be a problem for our, for humanity, for our society. There's, there's absolutely, yeah, this is to differentiate between sentient AI, strong AI and non-sentient, but very powerful, potentially powerful AIs. Um, there's definitely a danger of that kind. Um, uh, Broadly speaking, I'll tell you where my anxieties lie. What Snowden did when he revealed what was being hoovered up in, about us in terms of information of what we put out there um, uh, was an incredibly good and incredibly important thing to do. Uh, and uh, that's fantastic, vital. However, it, it dealt with, uh, broadly speaking, an elected body that we have a chance as citizens, should we decide to, to vote out and, and change. A lot of this stuff is in the hands of private companies and they're not elected. And, and the capitalist argument that might say, well, you have a power similar to a voter as a consumer where you can choose not to buy something, I don't think is realistic in these particular areas because that means not having a computer, not having a phone, not having a credit card or an iPad, and it kind of goes on. Um, and, and I think that I do feel some kind of oversight and forced transparency of that is actually pretty important. Um, yeah. I mean, it, it is, it's very interesting, for example, that certain corporations, I mean, Google is one of them, I don't really know whether we want to name them or not, they are buying up some of the best minds in the business. I mean, DeepMind, British company, doing amazing work on AI, probably the most interesting stuff. They're now within a private company. Yeah. Probably allowing them to do all sorts of really exciting stuff they couldn't do in the public sector. Right. And th th there must be a there must be a danger in that. Those and, private companies may well be doing it for very good reasons and not have any uh, bad thoughts involved in what they're planning to do. Or they may not. I don't know. <laughs> and uh the um the issue is just uh, 
there is so much latent power involved in the world of AIs that um, you need a system of checks and balances. It's crucial. But I, but for, by the way, just from what it's worth, from my own research and contact with the people who work in those fields, they're very aware of that. Yeah. They're, they're probably more aware of it than uh, the people that should be doing the checks and the balances. I mean, at the moment, they are their own police. Um, and uh, but but you know you, you you have to look to the future about the way things can change. Absolutely. Given that's the case, and you've spoken to these people and probably for far longer and far more detail than I ever have, is it their sense that we as a society are sort of sleepwalking into this? These changes are coming on. I know it's happening. It's happening faster than we can imagine. The internet's only twenty years old. There are already bits of software that can do quite powerful things that change that shape our lives. Yeah. Do, do you think we're most of us are even aware about what's happening around. I think we sleepwalk into almost everything mm. and then look around and see where we are and then hurriedly try and, you know, fix uh, uh, the situation we've got ourselves into. I think that's just the way we, op that's the way we operate, the way we function. Um, uh, so there's nothing, there's nothing particularly odd about that. But every now and then we find ourselves sleepwalking in something really dangerous. Uh, there's a lot of allusions in this film to the atomic bomb program because there's similarities and you find, okay, uh, by splitting the atom, there's something very useful that can come out of this and something fantastically dangerous. And, you know, wow, we'd better sort of take this really seriously, potentially retrospectively and, uh, or, or maybe concurrently, but maybe not in, in any case, I do think there's a reasonable parallel to be drawn between that kind of power and the kind of power that is latent within AIs because they can do some things better than us already. They can make some kinds of decisions, some kind of processing decisions better than we can. That You don't need to know more than that to know that there's an issue. Bad Skynet. Put down those nukes. <laughs> Not well, a movie I mean, I, we're I, doing, I, by the way. This I do think it's uh, genuinely interesting that we, we're getting like oh. a lot of stuff about... Uh, uh, yeah. we're keep, talk, keep talking for us. We're gonna do kitty cam. There we yes, go. here kitty we go. Cam. Kitty it's cam. Frankie. Oh, it's Frankie. Hey, baby kitten. Are you sure that is an AI pretending to be Frankie? <laughs> no, it's my baby. It's uh, it's an electric uh, electric cat. Like, do yeah, Android electric, electric cats? Yeah. <laughs> um, no, but I think it, I think it's kind of fascinating that like this is the moment of AI, right? Like right now, I'm one as I, as I speak. And uh, we're, we're kind of... I can't, I can't wait till my AI can show up to these shows. It'd be great. <laughs> Actually, how did you guys watch this? Because I watched it on HBO, oh, oh. which now has commercials. And it like... So I had a scene where uh, Gleason punches the mirror and it cut straight to a commercial for Watson, oh. Watson X Governance. AI you can trust. Is what? What? <laughs> what? 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 Yeah, I watched it on HBO Max too, but like, like, what I was trying to say is that at the same moment that we're kind of creating <laughs> it's this just AI, Max now. They dropped the unpopular part. At, uh, at the same time as we're <laughs> as we're getting into this moment of like uh, tech billionaires actually actually fully developing AI, um, we also have this obsession still with the atomic bomb. And Oppenheimer, you know, as a movie coming out that people were really into and, and talking about it. and um, For with, the right uh, reasons. Our <laughs> now so classic like, episode like with, of Oppenheimer. With, uh, with Christopher Nolan even saying like, hey, I'm, I'm trying to start a conversation with this movie 
um, you know, rather than, you know, create something in front of you that you're just like, oh, that happened. Like, but no, people were like, where are the Japanese at? Where, where, where we see their pain? And I'm like, we actually do kind of see it during his speech when everything's rattling behind him. But so. we're, so we're, we're, we're in this moment of like, uh, you know, a lot of people trying to warn us, Hey, we're at this precipice kind of like we were in, in 1945 with the atomic bomb being created you know like yeah. there's we're, we're in real time watching people say hey maybe pay attention to this and people are still not paying attention to this they're still doing the sleepwalking mm -hmm. oh yeah and they will continue to do the sleepwalking <laughs> because that's what we do as humans we'd rather sit back and and walk through it and not actually do anything that's how we had hitler right everyone just was like mm, what am i gonna do and then yeah. there you go hey something new let's try it <laughs> Entropy is very strong. It's hard hard to get over that. It's easier to do nothing than to stand up and do anything. Mm -hmm. Also, what, what, one little fun fact. We got Bill Weasley in this movie, mm -hmm. but we also got a fan cast for an older Harry Potter and Oscar Isaacs, ironically. <laughs> I, I'm All like right. on Pinterest and I'm like, why is this popping up? And I'm like, why is, why is Oscar Isaac being labeled as Harry Potter? I'm like, and then I'm like, oh, okay, okay, okay. But like, oh. it would be funny to have Harry Potter with Oscar Isaac in it with his regular accent, though, not trying a British accent. <laughs> oh my God, that was so funny. That was so good. He it was like, I was trying to do like a Boris Karloff thing. And I'm like, mm -hmm. it, it, it worked now, mm -hmm. I guess. Sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think it's interesting. Like, think of like Google or Apple or someone was just like hey we made this we made this thing check it out she's awesome and it's like you could totally envision it happening because all of the things that like the the safeguards are like no no maybe don't build a robot that that, that you fueled on blood or something along or like those a lines. chat like a right. like a like selling your likeness to like be like a chat like a, a you know kylie like well i mean like, not even just a chat I mean, well that's where that's literally yeah. the next sentence i was gonna say but yeah that's yeah. The, that's that's <laughs> yeah i, I, I see mean where like, you need to get that out immediately because it's my co-host jenna on night shift she yep. has a fleshlight of her vagina that men buy and masturbate with good for her it's, it's see, men, that's right we, we love so. men who use toys <laughs> you know so i mean that's that other level and uh, i mean uh, I would love to open up the can of worms of uh, AI and women, which I'll do later. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, yeah. So I like that there's so much that happens in here. It's kind of a small cast if you stop and think about it, right? Yeah. yeah. Because there's the, well, when it's revealed that there are previous AI models, right? And, and then like they each, you, you mostly see them in security footage, right? And and you don't you don't get like too much out of it except for when Ava, of course, steals their various parts to Pinocchio herself into a real girl and uh, you yeah. know, fl flip the double birds to the dudes and uh, head off. And <laughs> I can't. By the way, the only thing I almost spoiler alert. By the way, I almost wanted to hear that helicopter conversation because <laughs> it's like is he just like oh. I thought it was the dude. Oh no, I it's me. Pick up whoever shows up. Yeah. All right, whatever. Hey, uh, you doing anything later? You know, like, like that would be that would be a hilarious interaction. But like, but it was like, oh, the restraint of not showing that is because because of course then you get the uh, the shadows, the shadows, right? Which is the uh, the cave, the uh, Plato's cave. I guess like it's a play uh, to that for the for the yeah. philosophers in the uh, audience, and obviously that's very erudite and very profound. Uh, but it almost like what. 
what was that helicopter interaction like? Like, yeah, what did they talk about? What did they talk about on the helicopter? Because the helicopter guy, um, this helicopter guy seems very happy to uh, do Nathan's bidding and kind of mess with him in the beginning. He's yeah. like, oh, we've been flying around, you know, the the compound for two hours because he doesn't want him to know where the compound is, obviously. Right. So you have to imagine that that guy is close enough to Nathan to like know intrinsically like hey I, I need to mess with people's heads and like not show them where this is and all this stuff so mm-hmm. there has to be at least some surprise registered registered on him when he's like i didn't bring this woman to the compound yeah. like how, how did she get here yeah does yeah. he have a second helicopter did you guy, like? come in on train like why are you <laughs> you like that like what is it that that what was it was it a bowl that was trying to go on a New Jersey train or something like that. Oh yeah, there was a bull yesterday that was trying to get on to the, like the animal running around. Yes, the, like the, or the plane. Where? Where? Where I think you meant a railroad cop who were, were known. I'm to hearing the plate, the dish. Yeah. A bull? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, a bull. No, yeah. It sounded like you were. Yeah. You guys I'm were as confused as you are, and, I, and I'm, I'm like American. A bull is trying I, to get on a train. Yo, that's and, really something. And I was thinking of the end of Thirty Coins, crazy show, crazy season ending. That had like a, 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 a what you could characterize as like a magic bowl that the that Paul Giamatti flew away in. Uh, spoiler alert, by the way, for something that's not this movie. But like a bull was a bull. B U L L was on the tracks. Okay, got it. I heard bull too. Yeah, that's why bowl. I was like so. Yeah, I had bowl. I was like, what the fuck had it? A it was like, bowl? Like, yeah, bowl, like, like you know, you're gonna yeah. Speak out. It was Everybody talk all at once. Go. Giant fucking steer horns, like. That that made it out of some farmhouse or whatever, and was running around the tracks in New Jersey. This is something I would expect out of Florida. Come on, Jersey, <laughs> you're better than this. It is the Garden State. They have yeah. garden animals. No, they have, they gave a Snooki, which is like totally makes New Jersey the Florida. That, that bull is New Jersey's uh, a fucking. Andy hasn't talked in 15 minutes, and he said to bring up Snooki when he did. Amazing. <laughs> that, that bull is always uh, doing the Lord's work. She's not even Italian. Significantly uh, in better shape than Chris Christie is right now. Oh yeah, the bull. No, the bull or Snooki? Yeah. No, the bull is insignificant. I don't care. Significantly, I don't care at all. Looks significantly lighter than Chris Christie does on TV right now. So I think that it's interesting that the the ending of Ex, Ex Machina would be like the beginning of like whatever the Black Mirror episode would be, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Like because because we're we're now 2014 is when this came out. So nine nine years ago, almost ten years ago. Yep. And and there was like the rise and the subsequent like removal of like Black Mirror from the popular zeitgeist of the people like yo this is a little too real like I'm this is a funny <laughs> one by the way I still loved every episode of it I'm like great Dang. I'm all in then they all just, in like, they surprise us with a new season a new episode and I'm like what huh I forgot about you well because I feel, like, I feel like Black Mirror gives everybody the um the the ability to see the horrifying shit happening to us in like a frame of this is just like a black mirror episode and it's like no this is real life bro <laughs> this is just Snap like a black mirror it. episode robot dissects person yeah, yeah. yeah i mean <laughs> but i like so what's interesting is it's interesting of epochs of time that are that are that recent that like it's an epoch of time we're like oh no like it's more profound to just like leave it open-ended like what happens after that? i don't know maybe she gets a job i don't <laughs> who knows who knows what she's up to maybe it's like a miss mazel or something and she's like, miss she get? no <laughs> yeah i mean, I mean it was like, like kind of what i was saying earlier about the her turning back and you know <laughs> and alex nice. mentioned that as well like that that you know the she had set steps and goals in her protocol to complete and she completes them all and when she gets yeah. out there and she's standing with humans it makes no sense to her because 
the next step is missing. So she goes back and who knows what she does when she goes back. She, she, and she, she's like when they talk about their date and their date is like, she's going to go in the, the street corner and like watch people like go people watch yeah, which Cause what would be more compelling to, to yeah. not, not even just an AI, but anyone so sheltered, so sheltered, so, so alone. So, so left yeah. to their own devices. Of course that would be like the most compelling entertainment possible. She uh, well, what, <laughs> what happens after this is she just uh, gets off the helicopter in Long Island, and she goes to Times Square and just sits there for the next fifty years. They're like, well, yeah, I mean, it, it would have been different if we had for fifty years. I don't know. Well, <laughs> if we had gone with the alternate ending, it would have been different. We would have been talking about this differently. Had he? Cho- oh, what's the alternate ending? I don't actually know this. Oh, so there, there was an actual alternate ending, and it was Alex decided against it and cut it out. But they actually filmed it all and acted it all, and so the, the actors have talked about it before. But in the alternate ending, you see her talking and stuff, um, and you can't hear what she's saying or anything. And then it shows from it flashes to her point of view, and what she's hearing and seeing is like blips and blops and like segments of data and things. So it's sort of like showing that almost well it's almost solidifying the fact that she's not conscious or was she lying like what it kind of yeah like does this kind of thing <laughs> she um, heads for CPAC afterwards. it opens yes, too many cans of worms so it was decided uh, to not go with that that yeah anymore. because I mean, there, you want, already... you want something ambiguous but not like it basically sure. opens up all these paths of like hang on well what bleh. yeah but yeah well because so it's, 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 it's yeah powerful. it's 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 keeping the mystery right of like mm. well what it's mm. more frightening and kind of more cool to not really see her perspective yeah. yeah i do think it's also very human to have this like well what is my purpose well what do i do now i have no goal i'm like yeah that's welcome that's to humanity you know yeah, exactly yeah yeah it's like it's the, uh, like- the rick and marty joke where he's like what is my purpose and it's like you turn butter. butter yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh. Chapter Black. I've heard people often recommend Under the Skin as a double feature to X Mash. Not love Under the Skin. I know. And, I want to do an episode on Under the Skin. As that'd well. be so great for your show, Renee. That'd be mm. awesome. Yeah. Uh, in, in both cases, dude, straight simping. Just, just gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was expecting that. Great. I think whatever happens after this depends on what happens to the simp and the fucking. Because uh, like he could, he could, he could either starve to death, and then who the fuck is to know? you know that there even is like an ai wandering around the streets or someone could go check on whatever it is like the one guy that he has working for him was like oh i am back from vacation and then he's like oh shit the guy's dead and like you know there's somebody in a box and he tells the story and then you know there's like a nationwide manhunt for an ai like there's two different very crazy fucking outcomes that come Mm -hmm. out of this at least Um, the fact that he's left alive you know fucking dying in the uh or starving to death in, in in the box that she was in the, the, yeah. the moment I heard you say walking down the street, my brain said, do I did it, did it, don't you do? Hey, you can use that song for AI. So, okay. There Kids she goes, are- a botting down the street. <laughs> Great. I mean, the, yeah, like, I was going to say, like, this was brought up when this film came out, obviously. Um, <laughs> the, the, whole, the whole thing, obviously, with Ava and the fact that all of the robots in this film are female um, as well. Like, I this think was actually where I was going to go with it, by the way. So yeah. I'm glad you picked up the, we're See, one mind. Yeah, yeah. 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 One mind. <laughs> no, because like I said, Alex Garland always puts something about um, gender and also relationships between men and women in his films alongside 
um, right. other symbolisms. But this, in this film, like it does, you know, he he said it was very much intentional that you know that the way that he put female, you know, kind of. AI mm-hmm. in there but also he wanted Ava originally to be genderless but he kind of fucked that up by putting you can't you can't kind of have a genderless AI and then put it in a female body and expect a man to respond as towards it in a genderless mm-hmm. way and yes. also put, and also put these manipulations in place where you want Caleb to you know be he made her one. based on his porn like obviously exactly. so <laughs> yeah. kind of made a bit of a, a muddle, muddle of that part of it but it still works but the you know I think this film like it, it, again like and and Alex talked about this uh, the the kind of like the treatment of AI in films and the way it is always feminized and very much you don't and and when there is male AI it is completely different and and looked at and viewed at and played out very differently and why is it that society is so transfixed on having female robots and AI and there's always a sexual element to it. I think, and I'm only speaking for myself, but I feel like, and you know, women that I know, but why, why don't I? I don't think I want an AI robot like sex thing. But what, there's always this like preoccupation. Why? Why you do don't you want Jude Law from AI? So the no, best. No, I don't think I want a Robert Jude Law. I just give me real Jude Law, like back then. You know so what the, I mean? But like, so the best example of that Renee is the 2021 movie "I'm Your Man" by mm. uh, by Maria, Maria Schrader. <gasps> Yeah, oh, which which actually I made love that movie. It made the B tier of of the list for this. Well, of course you do because Dan Stevens is the is the robot, <laughs> and I know you like Dan and Stevens. And it's in German. Uh, and and it's it it is the only movie I can think of that really comes at it from a female perspective. Mm. Yeah, and it does a really good job of it, and it's good. It, it, it's very good. Was, I mean, look, so we dropped that. We dropped her. We dropped Blade Runner twenty four. We like we mm. have to, you know it's like which ones are getting mm. on the boat. <laughs> Yeah. For, for and, and that, that's the thing is that um, primarily that it's a you know it looks at you're looking at female and fem, you know gender but then there's always a sexual element or a control and abuse of that ai like and th- then that morality and consciousness comes in who's you know if there is a little bit like and it comes up in this film where you feel uncomfortable about the way that you know kyoko and and ava are being treated Mm-hmm. Like and 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 because they are thinking and you, you feel like they're feeling, mm-hmm. you know, he, he, like like Caleb feels bad for you know for her and the things that are happening and I that's the same you know with I feel terrible for um, Kayoko because that's right. that that is one of the most powerful scenes for me in this film is the scene when you visibly see the Kyoko robot and you know she's. Look, you know, got the Ava set up, and she's in the in the window, and she's smashing all and all of her wrists are coming off, and she's smashing trying to get to get out and get away, and that's when you really realize that this is about control and power. Mm-hmm. And, oh, it was, yeah, and that this is these but are things at, that at very the, much. At the same um, time, he doesn't even seem to give a thought to the Kyoko character until no, it's no, it's, so it's, like, it's, it's a product. He's kind of just put mm-hmm. into this position where he's like, oh, don't worry about her. She doesn't even speak English. He denigrates her as a servant. Yeah. You know, yeah. Like it, it, it's like, oh yeah, that's my, that's my hot assistant. And like, yeah, she's got great dance moves, but I don't treat her like an equal. It, yeah. They're literally objectified. I mean, it's the objectification of women because they are robots. Or it feels also biblical. Asian like, women, he wants specifically to be a god. Too. Yeah. And so he's going. Thank to- you so much, KT, because I was waiting for this bit. So, yeah. <laughs> this, so Alex Garland 
loves biblical symbolism and it's rife throughout the film men Eva, and it does come i mean eve right yeah <laughs> their names, so their names. that's what i was gonna say so in this film you have the setup which is you know you have this kind of very scientific very minimalist kind of compound which is you know all around this beautiful garden of eden then you also then you have you know this beautiful woman ava is actually another way of of saying eva and in, in lots of other way so that's actually the second way so you have that and then you have caleb who's clearly you know the the adam character and you have you know god obviously which is him and then even there's so many little bits of symbolism in her room there's a tree which is tree of knowledge you know the turin test is also a symbolic of you know the actual test of you know the apple from the tree the Mm -hmm. earlier version which was lily aka lilith Lilith, right. Right. So yeah, you know, there's all of these things like that biblically symbolizing things. And, you know, even, you know, he took, you know, this, you know, it's the ex machina. It's taken from, you know, the phrase of, you know, um, deus ex machina, which is mm-hmm. God from the machine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, there's all of these things. What are you laughing at? <laughs> the uh, comments. We, they would invoke the evan- evangeline. Uh, oh, evangeline. How do you say it, evangelion? People keep... T- t- trying to convince me to watch this and I'm like I'm not gonna do that and you know I'm Australian so I say everything in a bizarre way (laughs) no but like I no but that that's the thing like I love that um with Alex that he peppers things with this like little Mm -hmm. undertone of symbols and a lot of things that like come in and and, you know even the, the scene with the window you know the glass box and the crack which clearly symbolizes that there is you know there's this past trauma that has happened Mm-hmm. That you know, which is also kind of a symbolism of there is some kind of morality or, or you know consciousness there that they yeah. un- at one point they resisted and were like, I want to get out, I want to get out, which leads you to think they have their this thinking compass of their own as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think well, and, and I think that I think that it really like uh, he underlines it with you know the comment in the beginning where he says, if you've created an AI, you know this isn't the realm of uh, man, this is the realm of gods, and. Nathan changes that line to you're not a man, you're a God, which, you know, number one, obviously he has that fucking Messiah complex, mm-hmm. but like number two, like it, it is this, like uh, it's taking this um, kind of invoked phrase where it's like, yeah, this is like a creator myth kind of thing. And Nathan just uh, crushes that down into like a fucking, like uh, a, a tiny little like thing of being like, bro, you're, you're a God, bro. Like he's, he's, he's doing the myth making in real time. Which, if you read right. any of those biographies of people mm-hmm. in Silicon Valley or any of these things, they're because of social media, especially they're thinking about these like biographies for themselves, the myth around them in real time in the same mm-hmm. way, and that's one of the first things that turns them off. Being like, yeah, this guy's kind of well, well and then, and and I hate to do the thing where I keep bringing up devs, but it, it is amazing and it's massively underrated. And there's even more of like the god in science uh, mm-hmm. in devs here because mm-hmm. and and I think actually the longer form. You could almost look, and the reason I keep bringing it up is because it's almost an extension of some of the ideas that he throws down here. Yeah. Uh, but it also gives, uh, I mean, the main character in that is, um, uh, uh, what's the actress's name? She's, 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 she's Natalie Portman? No, no. Uh, the, oh, we're talking about the phone. <laughs> sorry, sorry. No, but uh, uh, for uh, devs, it's. Uh, oh, devs, yeah. Sorry. Uh, Zuna, 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 Zuna. 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 Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's the, and, and she, first of all, totally different kind of character in mm. this one. And she's great as a lead. By the way, just to tie it back to the Priscilla episode, <laughs> Kaylee Spaney, the most uber femme of all uber femmes in that film, plays a character that was written as a dude, and it's kind of like ain't no thing. It's ain't you know, mm-hmm. and, and like, and that goes back to the the gender uh, uses of gender. Obviously, most uh, 
notably in men, that uh, th that also comes back to the rel uh, religiosity and irreligiosity. Uh, like, for instance, okay, so I'm looking at the comments, right? Oh, yeah, Lilith wasn't subservient, sexual and subservient, great discussion of power and control and God complexes, and shout-outs to Brittany and KT for perspective <laughs> on this as well. But I think that, like, as someone who is... I would almost say aggressively irreligious in the mm -hmm. fact that my uh, my antipathy has like reached annoyance uh, a lot of times. <laughs> I think the way he presents it is so good. It, it's so it's it's inviting in a way that I wish Richard Dawkins was. And you know what I like about the way he does it in in Bless. devs as opposed to this is that that god is a little bit more like a god you relate to, whereas this god is more of a like. Greek god, kind of like flawed. Dionysus. Kind of, yeah, fuck himself yeah. up. This is going to end poorly. Zeus don't, going down and... Don't and, be a goose and fuck somebody. Yeah, yeah like yeah. going down and like having illegitimate children with like farmers and then forgetting about it. <laughs> but it's like, you must have been hammered, man. Meanwhile, I want to say that in, uh, in Annihilation, he has... <laughs> Noya Mizuno is this, is the... um. Like you know the the orb. Oh, she's the, is she really? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So she's been in every single one of his directorial projects. She's awesome, man. And like she's I'm I'm a big fan of hers. I mean, man, he was a voice on the line. She's amused. Ooh, to be amused. Oh, she's amused. But in, in her her dance, her background as a dancer, because this is the first project she's ever been in. Um, she was also in Crazy Rich Asians, I guess, which I never saw, but. Okay. <laughs> She's her. This is the first thing she's ever been in as a movie was Ex Machina, and they have the dance scene, you know, where where he's using her body as like a dancing partner, which is a really different use of, uh, you know, the, using these AI, um, you know, robots for companionship and for, uh, you know, but but also like ripping out her voice box, so she has no, yeah, um, you know, ability to communicate with him. She can only really be the subservient person, and then in Annihilation. He uses her dance ability because her background is as like a ballet dancer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like or, she knows that move. Sequence of the uh, you know, the the alien that you know she encounters, which is literally movie. all about yeah. movement in that scene. So it, it has to be someone that, that knows that well. And and I, and I I love that. Once again, in in devs, completely different kind of character, uh, not as hypersexualized as well. So mm -hmm. you get to really see her do some uh, some some awesome acting work. Like it's interesting to me what does and doesn't get credit because as much as i love black mirror i kind of feel like garland's like had this like unlock from the start and yeah. and like well he has that way of making things incredibly un you know unnerving and it gives you that kind of like anxious like this is bordering on creepy and damn like not bright kind of vibe <laughs> you know like the yeah. scenes with nathan and kyoko especially i was like they were really uncomfortable. I was like, this guy it is sucks. It's the whole time you're like, oh, you're. Mm, and really? I do think the soundtrack really helped with that without being. Yeah. Like, and what it are you going to do? This bro it... has flown you out to God knows where. Or, or, or you don't even know how to Sagan go home. knows where. You don't even know how to go home if you wanted to. And like, and like, he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She, no, don't worry. She's like, you know, like, like basically when he like, she makes a mistake and she just like, and he just lambasts her and is like, oh, whatever. Mm. Don't. It's, it's basically. I got to admit, sure. though, that I did pick pretty early on that she was going to be a robot. But. At the start, well, I was like, like you've seen movies, you've read comic books, yeah. yeah but I, I was I like, feel like oh, I was aware of that. If, from, if she wasn't, start, regardless, yeah. he was still a horrible person. I was like, oh. and someone did mention in the comments about fetishizing Asian women, and I do agree mm -hmm. with that point. Which but goes I, back yeah. to Blade Runner, right? Because because with Blade Runner, 
like like look at like that perspective of of the um and after gang as well which is the here's the here's the ai that's not a sexualized asian character Mm. (laughs) that is more than just like the automaton or manservant yeah and there's also those little slight references like you know when they walk down the hall there's all of those asian masks that are yes Dude, can I just say, like, as someone that like has played support for Melt Banana, that dude has yellow fever. Sorry. What's that? Um, that dude has yellow fever. Oscar Isaac's oh, character. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's yeah. like, and I'm talking about dudes. I was hanging out, for people that know Melt Banana is a famous Japanese noise rock band, and they, I, cringingly had to sit around with them after the shows we played with them, and watch people come up and like they were just so excited to speak japanese to especially the two lady members of mount banana and i'm like oh my god this is the worst thing i've ever seen this is i'm sorry for my gender i'm sorry for humanity it's terrible but oscar Isaac's character is that dude oh he's uh-huh. so that dude like he was he was at the show we played with them in the independent in san francisco you know what i mean and he was oh, my, my japanese <laughs> yeah. is very good and uh, yeah he's at otakon you know whenever whenever they have that <laughs> right <laughs> and and i love small little moments of that because that's totally uh that later became ubiquitously a silicon valley uh mm. bro dude thing yes but wasn't a thing then it was sort of just emergent at yeah. that point and like that asian fetishism i hate to say it it's so endemic in all of those guys and it's always guys yeah that, and like, it, it, goes, it, it sort of almost feeds in like the way i see it is kind of like you know when you know robotics and technology and ai was huge in japan and they're the huge they i mean it still is obviously but like they have right. the huge conventions and all sorts of things where everyone goes and then they unveil some crazy new sex robot lady and yeah. da, 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 and you know and all the bro dudes are like get me into that i'm buying or like or like the girls on tiktok who do like the npc stuff mm. yeah, yeah. It, it has a well, complete it completely its own market and, and, and remember the first i'll take your word for it i'll never be on it <laughs> the first digital actress was it was an asian woman too uh, which they, they used um, uh Ming-Na uh, was, was the base of it for the, and the only, she, you know, this character only did one movie, uh, which was the uh, uh, Final Fantasy film Spirit. They're going to uh, take all of our jobs, whatever. guys. We're not going to yeah. have any, like, who the hell, how are we going to make an income when, when robots and AI are going to be taken over? I mean, they're already coming they up with AI newscasters. They took our jobs. The AI. Somebody's got to turn them back on and off again. So, like. There's something in there with with yeah. you know uh, the Oscar Isaac's like Nathan Bateman character. I can't find any kind of reference to it, but I feel like it's a Patrick Bateman reference. It has to be right, like. Uh, uh. But um, the 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 Nathan Bateman character, right? Like, I I feel like he takes her voice box away, and then you know makes it seem like she's a foreign, like a, a foreign mm. kind of servant or something, right? Like mm. he's not a or like a foreign. I don't know. Uh, itself is very wife. unnerving. I gotta say that's like but, extreme but control. But it seems like for most of the movie, until he realizes that she's also an AI, mm-hmm. uh, Caleb has more. Feels like there's more humanity in the white, uh, you know, the yes. white, you know, in the white robot, robot than, than there the is Asian. in in the the mm-hmm. foreign. Uh, ver- the, <laughs> I'm glad she's she based on his porn history, dog. Yeah. Of course he is. That's connects <laughs> No, but there's. It just feels like there's something. There's something in the humanity of it where it's like he barely mm-hmm. even registers that Kyoko well, is like. like- that's there, such a good point. That she's a yeah, so let's talk about that dude. So let's talk that, about that. Like, dude. like that, 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 uh, yeah. That's. I mean, yeah. I'm. I'm impressed. You've grown. You've grown, Forrest. You've grown. <laughs> <laughs> you've grown up since the first time I met you. I can't believe that came out of your mouth. I'm very proud. <laughs> I'm a proud moment. <laughs> but but get his ass. Like, <laughs> it's like, 
but it's it's true like you know the the entire time right like he lets him he lets uh his boss denigrate her completely well oh, 100 doesn't ground. get involved yeah yeah no, doesn't, I, doesn't I, anything I, about it well, the occupation said, is with ava's you know whole thing we just got to work on that talking over women thing <laughs> so good. No, I'm just laughing and talking in the background. Sometimes women don't shut up. I'll agree with that. Women, <laughs> women do be talking. I saw a whole movie about it. By the, I by really the way, have a customer was, who tells men, us everyone's business. When I was going to watch Men, uh, and I was on like one of those free movie websites, it was like Men, Women Talking was the next movie down. <laughs> it was like, yeah, oh, yeah. the two genders. Like, ridiculous, ridiculous TikTok that was like some some woman saying something and then. The guy being like, listen, when do women listen? And then there was like all of these remixes of all these dudes like laughing their faces off. And I was listen, like, kid, I heard all about women talking. I want to know when women listening's coming out. It's a sequel everyone's going to love. And women, and they're listening. It's, it's science fiction. <laughs> yeah, I do think it made it very easy. Yoko Dirty, too, I think is like. like like yes. She, she kind of let the body of the. Of Yo! The, uh, yeah. Like, what happened to, like, Fembot Solidarity? Yeah, there's no <laughs> Fembot Solidarity. I mean, honestly, my first introduction to, like, robots and Austin Powers. Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. These yeah. boots are made for she, walking. I mean, she also had yeah. guns in her tits. She just didn't use them, you know? Yeah. In this movie, of course. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was going to say that it made it very easy to tell if this film passes the Bechdel test because one of the two people didn't talk. So, like, boom, right there, no Bechdel pass. Uh, I guess that's true, yeah. But this, but this still is. That's why something like the Bechdel test is not a very good, uh, very good. indicator of anything. But this is like, yeah, supremely yeah. like this, she this got the Bechdel is the Turing test of of films. Is that what you're trying to say? <laughs> Maybe. You, swap, you swap them and you're like you're like if, if a woman shows sentience then she passes the back that's not the right test, <laughs> it's the wrong test. It's, no. again it's if a woman can tell which one of these pictures is a bridge but oh so one other thing i wanted to bring up with this um when when she's when uh i showed the alex garland clip where he's talking about you know the industry policing itself even bringing mm -hmm. caleb in as this person to you know to do his experiments on and to uh, you know, use as the fucking bait as the, you know, with the AI being a, um, like a rat in a maze, as he calls it pretty much like that in itself is kind of the industry policing itself in a very hard, like a horrific way. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, it brings up like the, the whole thing, you know, it brings up that, you know, what is the, you know, what is the human responsibility here in, in, you know, in AI and this kind of stuff. It's like, Right. You know, what he said with transparency and like having one, you know, one person that is overseeing it is obviously that's just not going to work. There needs to be transparency and there needs to be checks and balances and numerous people in order to, to you know, oversee something like this, which is something that, you know, I don't think we will ever have full access to. And it's weird because I feel like the message of this from Garland, who is like, no, let AI do whatever it wants is kind of that the morality that we see in the Caleb character is the downfall. His desire to want to save right. and his compassion is what lets Ava take and get out and, and take over. And she, she doesn't She have weaponizes that. it in a way, right? Yeah, like, she yeah. does. Yeah. So, yeah, so our morality could be what lets AI take us over in a larger sense. Uh, yeah. I, was, I was just 
remember that the we've invoked Black Mirror like 20 times in this episode, but that be the episode be right Take a back. Shot every time we do it's behind <laughs> me tomorrow, if you say it one more time. Well, I'm bringing it up the fact that uh, <laughs> Dom, Domhnall uh, Gleason is in that episode with Haley he Atwell is. as a synthetic human, mm -hmm. right? Which I think is this I just forgot all about that. Television. Yeah, that's, that's a creepy, that's a creepy uh, episode. My dad told me about a month ago and said he would watch that. Synthetic humans. That's my that's my contribution. <laughs> well, but that's that's. I mean, I think that that's notable. That like like for something like this, and I can only imagine. You know, I'm not an actor, right? I've acted, but I'm I'm not an actor. But I can only imagine that like if you play a role like this, where it's like whether it's a blockbuster hit or not, it makes you think, and you and it, like the the things the questions ask like stick in your head. So. If you're approached by something like, you know, Charlie Booker in, in Black Mirror and be like, yes, I'm in. What do I need to do? Haley Atwell, great. I'm doing it. You know, like, <laughs> awesome. And, and and I think that that's great because that's a turnaround because that, again, it comes down to there is, I, would, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say it's misogynistic, but there's a male gaze in most synthoid AI. Even it going is. back to Blade Runner, we even talked about the beginning, and that's, that's one of the reasons why I didn't include her, by the way, because mm -hmm. I think this is the better example. Yeah, mm -hmm. no, you're right. There is that kind of thing, and like I was, I, you know, sort of saying, there's that when I look at, and again with the talking about the fetishizing Asian women and stuff, like to me, it kind of boils into when you, you know, you look back Metropolis. at the boom oh, of technology and robotics and AI. Yes, Metropolis. Um, Which was on the original, anyway, whatever, nobody this, cares, go, yeah. Yeah, go to her name. You, but you have that kind of, <laughs> yeah, there is that, you know, over in, you know, in Japan, specifically even China, there is very much, it's, a, you know, there's this kind of like product line. And then you have this kind of really high tech industry that is very much interwoven with sexuality. And I think, you know, and then we, it kind of progressed more and then Silicon Valley took it over and then, you know, kind of, it, it's all become like this rolling, rolling thing. But yeah, that kind of, it's that and then mixed with the subservient, like, you know, Asian women are, you know, meek, mild and very, you know, submissive and all of these things. And then it's like taking on kind of this incel behavior of have the guy that's looking at these women that he desires that he can't have and then wanting to save her and like, this film would not be the same if 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 the robot was male. If he turned up and the robot was male, like this would be a totally different film. The like, first question the anyone would ask is like, so are we building them to fight something? Yes. They would be exactly. warriors. It would be right. like yeah. Terminator. They're trying to fight yeah. the glass ceiling. <laughs> but like okay, so this is a good this is a good time to bring up like how about like the the design? Like the Ava design? Like mm. I'm so trying, smart. and this is a great example of utilizing modern uh, cinematic technology to do something cool with it. Because it is like, like think back all the way to like Metropolis was invoked as well. It should, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. That like all the way back, like like what does an android look like? Well, it was sort of like okay, there was you're, we're limited by what we can like physically create. Then we're like okay, there are, <laughs> there's CGI we could use, and it mostly looks terrible. I think this is yeah. a great blending of of the real and the imagineered if you will and yeah. and to the point that like that doesn't get nearly enough credit i mean ava looks amazing where you're just like the first time you see like what the hell because you see like oh there's like a connective tissue or not tissue connective uh well we whatever. know what's in conan's porn profile the the bit where it explains that she has genitals that respond 
but he's never <clears throat> done anything with her because he has a, a, a you know, she has a, all the genitals relationship. Right. Which, that's of course, like, is, that's going to be a top priority. That's like number three on the top five list of things you need to take care of for your AI. But, like, just like how she looks, like, again, the unskinned yeah. Ava, right? Well, I like, I like, I it looks like cool. Yeah. 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 Silver, like, body mm. piece, the top body, and then, you know, at the bottom. It kind of looked like, um, God, what was the one? Danger Will Robinson, that robot, but like sexy. Yeah. I had the glass body in the top. Skin and hair yeah. and clothes. What was that, Christina? So you disagree? You didn't? You, you no, I, I just, I just, yeah, I disagree because I'm like, I need a robot with like a full head of hair and like skin and like a regular body. I need it to look Dan like Dan Stevens human. and I'm your man. There you go. Sort yep. of. <laughs> oh, a robot needs to have a full head of hair. That seems very good. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, I think though the, the interesting thing too is like the the reductiveness of of the way it was done because like uh, yeah. when you think back to like uh, Terminator uh, which you know which we're not covering this month when when, when they're showing the Terminator uh, you know they had to use at the time it was was puppetry and like uh, there's a, right. this weird uncanny Arnold Schwarzenegger puppet in the, in the good old days in, in the film where he's like removing the uh, the damaged eye uh, and stuff and it just mm. it looks strange but like that's what you could do and, and whereas this one i mean you know it's like no it's it's very clever that you have like you know that you're using green screen or or, or yeah. you know mocap type technology to, to really present that and then which makes the real stuff stand out more well i think that comes back to the fact that as much as i love terminator and terminator 2 which we are not covering either one uh i think it kind of poisoned visuals for uh artificial intelligence movies for a long time except for the um what was the Will Smith one? That one was fine, but like as a movie, it wasn't that great. <laughs> anyway, yeah. of course, hey, uh, uh, that'd be a uh, iRobot. Yes, so I just sure. thought this was a cool picture of uh, mm. this is this is her in the um. Oh, I thought Alicia it was a clip. In the, well, I, so I have a clip on the design that I wanted to display, but I I, I think the design is 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 like of the many things talked about this movie, no one ever seems to talk about the design. I think the design's incredible. I mean, I, I like it because it's 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 slick and like. Very clean. It goes and it works well with the minimalist environment that they're trying to create. Yes. I think it's it was like a, a Macintosh computer. Like, like, and like it won an whatever. Oscar, right? Well, it had an Oscar. Yeah. Yeah, this movie got an Oscar. <laughs> it sure did. Yeah, I was yeah, talking Oscar about Oscar Isaac. Isaac. I don't know what you're talking yeah. about. <laughs> no, I'm no, like the Academy Award for like best visuals or something like that. Yeah, best um, visual effects. And it's like the lowest grossing movie ever to win in that category allegedly so oh, like, fuck, it deserved yeah. it what, it was it 2016 so what so what was it what was it up against for uh what app uh i don't know let, let me, let me, let me we got our top researchers on this <laughs> aka me we'll get our crack <laughs> research team not our research team on crack exactly oh wait oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Who, who, said that? who said that who said our research team wasn't on crack <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay so oh, allegedly oh. All right, here, here it goes. Here, so it was, uh, it won against Mad Max Fury Road. Mm. Wow. Oh, damn. 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 The, yeah. the Martian. Ah, okay. Uh, okay. The Revenant. <laughs> he made that bear that fucking bear. like yeah. crazy. Yeah, <laughs> fucking bear, though. And Star Wars The Force Awakens. So there you go. Came up against mm. the mouse, came, got away clean. Mm. Yeah. Oscar Isaac mm. was against himself. This, yeah. this, 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 is on, uh, this is on the Ava design, though. This is the clip that I sick, awesome. Yeah. We were making what is actually quite a low-budget movie with a huge VFX element, and we needed to be very careful 
about how we shot it so that we could have a high level of VFX but achieve it. Right from the beginning, we had to pose the question of how human should she look and how robotic should she be? And I think the script right the way through is is playing with that rightly so. And I think visually we needed to follow through with that. Caleb needs to be, con and we I think need to be constantly reminded that, hang on, this is about an artificial intelligence. It's about a man-made technological thing, but it is so advanced that we perhaps will be fooled or actually do believe that they are human. So we need to break the ice. Do you know what I mean by that? Yes. Ava is, is an amalgam of great lines of dialogue, really good direction, a fantastic acting performance, beautiful photography, sound, and then visual effects. There's the exciting mixture of all of those elements that comes together to create this character. And to create something that had to feel mechanically plausible, but also that you could absolutely believe that someone could form a relationship with, is very tough. The breakthrough for us was an idea of a mesh that covered her form. The reason why that was helpful is that it was a bit, if you imagined it as a spider web, where in certain lighting conditions, you can see straight through it and you can see the robot skeleton structure, the machine structure, but in other lighting conditions, the light will catch it. Uh, like a spider web, say, if you shine a light on it at nighttime. And the mesh follows the contours of a naked girl. So suddenly you'll see a torso appear or the shape of a neck or an arm where previously you were, you were just seeing a machine. And so you get this sort of sense of, uh, of a girl flickering in your periphery vision while you're looking at a machine. And I think that was really helpful. I suppose the way to think about Ava, particularly looking at maybe her limbs, is that she is human, in that the, the bones are the same as, as would be in a human's arms or legs. But the, the way that the joints work would be more analogous to something mechanical, so like proper ball and socket joints or universal joints, that kind of thing. And then looking at um, hydraulic muscles that would connect in the same way. And then within her torso, that you actually have a little bit more creative license, as it were, because if you look at a limb, even if you don't have a particularly deep understanding of anatomy, you understand how an arm or a leg works. Whereas internal organs are, unless you know what they are, I mean, they just tend to look like something weird and lumpy. So we actually had more scope to design shapes that were aesthetically beautiful and then think about what the actual uh, meaning and reality of why that object was in that particular place and what it did functionally. We were very keen to make sure that every element within her serves a function. There's nothing in her that is just for decoration. All of that said, you can make something that is functional and beautiful as well. And that was ultimately where we were trying to get to. So it was some guys, we can assume it's a guy, responsibility to, to mocap Anderson's <laughs> body and... and that guy was probably very happy that day. No, but it, it does look amazing. And honestly, like even talking about like what it was up against, right? Mm -hmm. Like think about iconic visuals. Mm -hmm. This is the first, and I'm a total nerd for this kind of thing, but this is one of the first ones to kind of do something nerd a little, alert. <laughs> to do something a little different. And, and and it does so in a way that it's not that it hasn't the constituent elements had not been They've been done before, but uh, in that capacity, in that fashion, with that performance, which, by the way, this is the first movie I saw her in. And mm. she's an interesting, she's an interesting actress, man. I mean, her character in Green Knight, we covered that one. It's like, that's a, 
Interesting character. Yeah. She's, she's really good in uh, the Danish girl as well. But like, she's been in a lot um, of shit. Our, our favorite, our favorite movie, the Danish girl. Oh, yeah. did you guys do it? Yeah. I, I it was an interesting conversation with, with our guests. So they so, did. I did. I did. I hated it so much. I like dropped myself from the show. I should have realized. I should have do the same thing after watching the movie. We should have done breakfast on Pluto. That would have been better. But anyway, um, I don't want to talk I, about I, any of those things. I want to talk about how like she's updating what they what they designed on her body and what they left undesigned, right? Like right, she, right. Like, which parts are really... finished? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Like the hands are obviously designed. That's what you have to use to actually like you know uh, do things. Which you see with him forcing Kyoko to fucking do everything with her hands. You know what I mean? But then like yeah. they, they leave they leave the face. They leave he, he works on the genitals presumably for a long fucking time. He's like, oh, how can we get this? How can we get this pleasure center to work? Like, most of her body is left undesigned, and it has to be like a. Um, he, he doesn't really care about those parts, right? Like, he probably. To be fair, it yeah. took a while because he probably doesn't have to ask that question that much. He's a pretty handsome guy. <laughs> how does the pleasure center work? Nobody really. Okay, all right. What? Jesus. No, I, no, I got, I got it. <laughs> I don't know if I don't know if his uh, drunk Silicon Valley character is getting too much pleasure center. He probably he's rich and he's attractive. He probably does fine when he chooses to. Yeah, I mean, he look at him. Like, uh, who's rich and not attractive? Uh, he and, just and doesn't want to be. He doesn't want to be around people that are going to have opinions or. Well, I mean, you know. people people have sex with Elon Musk, and I don't know why. No, 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 this no. Perfect no. example. Snap reaction on that one. He doesn't have sex with the women he gets pregnant. They make embryos. What if? I'm sure he, he has sex at some point. He's a okay. sex people. Look, <laughs> point so of order. Can I just say that Oscar Isaac, uh, in as this character, his main impediment is probably going to be his own mind in the sense that like he like he doesn't he wants to have an intellectual equal, but he doesn't want a sexual partner to intellectual equal. He wants someone that's going to be subservient to him ultimately. But interesting, subservient, but interesting, which is which is the interesting dichotomy. But by that same token, I think it's 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 notable. Why is it with so many of these dudes that are so isolated, whether they have all the resources in the world, all the things that can quote unquote make them happy in the world, and they still comes down to like I'm building a sex robot. Yeah, yeah. They're, usually, they're usually isolated nerds who you know they got incel vibes. This yeah. is an argument for STEMs and art together. <laughs> right. You just yeah, don't right. give them any art. They get real weird. We had artistic nudity on Twitch for like, what, a day and a half? And the, all the men were like, we think of the kids. And I'm like, y'all think about kids too much. But also, too, you're afraid of shoulders? Because everyone's shoulders. wearing strapless I mean, to be tops. fair, to be fair it seems like uh, Oscar Isaac was afraid of shoulders, too. Because he didn't create any shoulders <laughs> on her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, but I, 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 okay, so 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 alternated was yeah. pleasure center and tits and a nice face. <laughs> yeah, which all right, sure. it's that's all you need, right? <laughs> Sorry, yeah. I I love the character design and I think it was worth shouting out. Uh, but no, also, it is stunning and it's so be- like it's beautiful to look at. But I think yes. I I like that they chose to have unfinished and finished bits together. I yeah. think it works because it's try it's you know we're teetering on this edge of what's human and what's not human and you know and I like that kind of that you know he's showing that dichotomy in her design. I like I'm that. I'm actually clear silicone from this point down. <laughs> uh, okay, keep the I camera up. I was surprised to learn that. I was surprised to learn that when we hung out. You know, yeah, it was it was very weird. I'm glad you guys didn't comment on it. That's no. why your nickname is Ken. 
Right, exactly. Plastic from the waist down. Nobody was working at my pleasure centers, let me tell you. Uh, can we talk about Caleb, though? The ultimate simp? I mean... He really he sh- is. Awesome. He should not get away clean on this. Can we agree on that? That like, like, my man. I think it could be easy to feel like, as the audience, you have to get him out of that that box. Sure, but I like but that he- they chose not to. It's a hell of his own devising, ultimately. Because first of all, he's the one that he he he's in this very we can call it chess like game. Uh, w- with the other guy, right? The, uh, the like, no, no, I am better than you think that I am. I'm not just here because of like, you know, mm-hmm. the, your algorithm said that I was the best person to be here. Like, he has something to prove that way, and it's just good enough. Don't get me wrong, but also gets mf and played, played mm-hmm. like a simp, like a chump, and and when it, it's you know what, he deserves it. Yeah. I'm sorry. I- I do like that they had that Ocean 13, Ocean's 11 scene where like he gives his reveal and he's like, well, I knew that. So I had my other reveal. And it's like, fuck you all. Ava's killing everyone. Get the What's in his fucking uh, porn history? He's like looking at shit like he's like, oh, I'm the ultimate sub. I'm just going to send her money. I'm going to send her so much money. And then they're like, That's speaking the of which, guy. send us money, by the way. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Also, speaking of which, you know how many guys have said like, I want you to financially break me of so much money. And I'm like, Okay, I'm in. They find they find the uh, they find Caleb Caleb the Finn Dom or the the, like he wants to get Finn Domed by a fucking robot and is like I'll I'll spend my money. I make too much money at Blue Book. I make you know. (laughs) Uh, Okay, I don't know where to go from there, but I think that (laughs) that. that, What did you guys think of the scene with the stabbing? Was my question. That what? Yeah. well, 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 I mean, I think that that's. He's surprised, first of all, right? Mm-hmm. So that's unreal. I loved his reaction. It felt so real, even though like most yeah. stabbing scenes are very like, oh, look at the. He was like, oh, this is super inconvenient. Like he almost seemed to forgot about. Yo, yo dude, you're in mortal danger right now. Like he almost I seemed to forget about it. Because of course I, he did, because he's so drunk on his own importance and intelligence. Yeah. Although I would have done yeah, something yeah, similar yeah. and just been like, oh, okay, yeah, no, it's fine. So. Uh. Being drunk on your own uh, intellect and alcohol is a bad combination. Can I, <laughs> I actually, every time I watch it, like I love the way the knife actually slides into him. Like, like it's mm-hmm. just it's it's uh, because you know normally we, we see it like well like the the fake um, you know like like the knives that yeah. kind of retract or whatever and yeah. but but this one like like is obviously done with computers. I'm, I'm pretty sure. And it just mm-hmm. it goes in, but the because it's a robot also doing it. It just like goes in like butter, and, and it like just you know like, exactly where to put it. Yeah, I do it with the computer, kid. You'll I never believe it. it. Goes but, but in it, like butter. And, and it was just, <laughs> it just, just like, a smooth stabbing motion that, that you don't think like like you know because because if yeah. we tried that, we'd hit bone. Like you know, mm-hmm. it's inelegant. It, it, it's purposely meant to be inelegant, and and it should be because because it's a it's a violent act that is almost an afterthought. Because you yeah. you have this setup with the like not to get all like cinematography on it, but like. This long hallway where these things are happening, where like it, it's almost like a war, right? Things live in live or die in the space of like a one mile uh, period, where, where people are entrenched where they're at. They're trying to advance to the next territory, and she wants out, and he doesn't want that to happen. And like it, it seems he's ascendant, and then he isn't. It, he's ascendant till he isn't. And why is he not ascendant? Because he completely underestimates Kyoko, as he has done. The, the entire time. time. 
as and that's the key to this movie to me. Yeah, as he underestimates, you know, uh, simp boy. As he then, underestimates so the simp, as we will henceforth call him, Caleb. I and have simps, and I do not take advantage of them. You do not underestimate them. You value your simps, and we appreciate <laughs> yeah. that about you. He is like in the in the, <laughs> the simp sense. He's like a passive aggressor. Like, and yeah. I think I, I like that they kind of they that he showed that side of you know that he he is as much at fault as as nathan maybe in a different way maybe at a different level it's, but he's, uh, it's, it's a different it's kind of complicity right? it's mm. paternalistic right like his, his yeah. feelings towards uh ava the entire time he has this like kind of leering face in the very beginning it's a very paternalistic um uh, like not very self-assured version of what nathan would ultimately do because nathan to him is like this uh you know almost like godlike figure that he's trying to keep up with i think and mm. Um, so he's he's like the he's like the the mm. more uh, you know the low self esteem kind of um, leering side of it, whereas Nathan is like the more self assured um, like very patriarchal side of it. Would we call him misogyn- mis- eh, misogynistic <laughs> if he didn't help her? That's a good question. I think it depends on what the motive is, and we know the motive here is that he's sexually attracted, you know, and sees her as as a potential partner well well i mean look if that's you know, a metric, he, what, put me away he, too i'm just saying is he, is he hoping <laughs> that if i save her that then you know we'll date you know what i mean or does he want to save her just purely for the good of saving her? is is it altruism or is it yeah yeah so and that's i but think that's he per- wants to find those those pleasure sensors yeah. <laughs> well, it's open-ended, though. That's a that, that's one of the ways yeah. that makes it makes a good movie. Is that it's it's not like, hey, everybody, did you notice that? No, it's 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 just like you don't necessarily get everyone's exact motivations. But the whole thing, up to and including when he like fakes out, like, oh, hey, you dropped this, like with with a key card and stuff. Mm. Like, again, I can't stress this enough that on rewatch, the whole reveal of like, yeah, well, like I know that you were trying to do all this stuff. That's why you're going away now. Yeah, but I already did it. And then he's like, it's like the one moment that you really see like the un, unfallible, like completely like uh, unimpeachably intelligent and like master of his universe be like, what? what? <laughs> like, and it's it's an incredible moment because it's the first part of a series of dominoes that unfold that you're like, oh, none of what we saw is exactly what we thought it was. And it's done in the way that's like, what was it? The, 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 which oceans was it that we were referencing? 11. <laughs> 11, 12, 8, 9, doesn't matter. All of them have like a bunch of like, you know, like, like they're, they're, they're silly movies, to be to be clear. Oh, speaking of that, Margot Robbie and Ryan Gosling are going to collab again and play the parents of George Clooney's character in a prequel. Oh, very good. But what I'm saying is that like it, it's the it's the cascade never effect. Never one of those films and I never will. Just they're saying. fine. Anyone that's like... Why did it? Why is this? I, I kind of find it. Why is there so many films? I, I kind of find it fascinating though that like the first Ocean's Eleven was just an attempt to get the Rat Pack into a heist movie. They're like, get out here, Sammy Davis Jr., Dean Martin, Frank Sinatra. You're gonna have Son to. Son of a bitch, I'm in. <laughs> if your franchise can be effectively dramatized and parodied by Rick and Morty in the course of 30 seconds, then it's a silly franchise, and I do enjoy them. But this. It's not about that. I'm saying the cascade <laughs> effect of the of the actual dramatic aspect of, of the story that everything turns to like 
an insane, frankly insane last 30 minutes. Like, when you think about what a slow burn, what a like, oh, what does it mean to be human? What is it like, well, she's, oh, what's what's the power play here of this guy's like wasted all the time, but also drinking wheatgrass and like lifting weights. <laughs> you know, like it's, 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 it's you, you, when you get that payoff, the whole first time I watch this, I'm like, what is this building to? Like, what is going to happen here? What is this building to? It escalates quickly. And then what it does, holy crap, does it escalate quickly, for sure. And I think that that's notable, and it's notable because, for me, I feel my allegiance being like, and like, oh, yeah, you know, Caleb's trying to do the right thing, to be like, you know what, actually, low-key F this guy. <laughs> and then being like, oh, no, but he's better than the other dude. I'm like, yeah, but is he? And then it's sort of like, you know what, maybe he deserves where he's at right now. <laughs> he gets maybe she doesn't same, have to pick uh, either. She picks herself. And well, he gets that, put in the same glass case that she's been in the entire movie too. It's like exactly, yeah. and, 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 and in, in such a way that he never envis—he never actually envisioned what it would be like. He only envisioned her existence as a attaché to himself. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And you. now he's gonna learn. <laughs> he's gonna learn what it's like to be in the bot class. Exactly. All right. So, of course, Letterboxd is a place for film lovers to congregate, to talk about the movies that they love, maybe the movies they didn't love, the movies they were completely simping for. <laughs> and, of course, this is a, it's an open source democracy, bottom up. Everybody gets to have their say, not just the Siskels and Eberts of the world. Everyone gets to opine, chime in, perhaps, mayhaps, definitely thirst post for Oscar Isaac. And all of this is best expressed uh, succinctly. You know, keep it, keep it, keep it tight, keep it tight, and, and that's uh, what we do here when we do the letterbox one-liners. These are the letterbox one-liners for X Machina. Let's roll them for us. This is why I won't use ChatGPT. <laughs> do, you, do you guys know that ChatGPT tried to get so many people to leave their significant other? One of the first rollouts, like it, it just immediately tried to to become your sexual partner. Yeah. We we stand a uh, you know a, a chat GPT that knows how to get people to leave you know <laughs> that rocks that's what what a time to be alive, <laughs> AKA show this to a founding father, <laughs> <laughs> me dying of a stab wound fucking unreal exactly <laughs> <laughs> it's such a good line it's awesome it's serious vibe kill. <laughs> You know, you know, only like a bloated fucking alcoholic getting stabbed, like in his fucking combat. Oh, like bloated, my guy, really? Like only, but I'm saying only he could come up with like the line, like fucking unreal, like you know what I mean? <laughs> Say your last words. Ah, goddamn it, fucking unreal. It's douche, bro. Mandatory viewing for all simps. <laughs> think about it. Think about it. Right. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah. That, that, that one should have gotten a bigger reaction. But anyway, mandatory viewing for all tips. All right. How did Oscar Isaac make his body exactly the body of a guy who works out for 90 minutes a day and drinks six beers a night? Next level. That's, That's what active. I meant. That's what I meant. That's commitment. At, 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 look, I'm not proud. For a time, that was me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> Oscar Isaac, more like Oscar Eye Snack, am I right? Every time. <laughs> I think one of the best jokes I heard about Oscar Isaac is um, he's the reason that all girls call each other sister because we're all calling the same guy daddy. 
Him, him and Pedro, man, they they, they they got it. They're they they got it. Oh yeah, where's that? Yeah. When are they doing a buddy film? That oh no! What the hell? I'm Just the only man the she's ever known. I'm kind of like your father, right? Hollywood, call us. Thank you. Yes, we got this. Well, mark me down as scared and horny. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag I would let Oscar Isaac do anything he wanted. Hashtag sci-fi. Hashtag plot twist. <laughs> I don't get. I actually don't get why he's so hot. But anyway, I like him in Star Wars, but that's about it. I don't get the the fascination. He he's really oh. good in uh, Inside Lewin Davis. The uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 very yeah. underrated. Very underrated. Like I, I don't know. I liked his performance in that way better than anything with Star Wars, any any of the old, old star films, you know. Oh, I just mean in terms of looks. I just mean like I you know, looking. I mean, but I think the Coen brothers deployed his looks in that too. Like it's like he's like uh, you know just kind of wasting away as a folk musician. In that he, he literally Maybe said. I think you saying because he's like dying and and skinny and stuff that I'm gonna like him. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. but like <laughs> even when he was when he hosted SNL, he's like, you know, I could be known as like a like as like a Islamic terrorist or Timothy Chalamet's daddy. I'm like, yeah, because even though he's kind oh, of yeah, Hispanic, he's kind of racially ambiguous according mm. to people. Although you're right, I do love that tall ginger glass of water on the other side of the frame. I love to- yeah. I love Don Gleason. He's my yeah. pick. Let me take that little simpy home. <laughs> so can we mark you down as both scared and horny for him then? Yeah. <laughs> Renee's like, I wouldn't leave him in the glass. <laughs> oh, I'll break that glass down. But I'm just built different. <laughs> <laughs> Things that were teared up. Her picture, My Heartstrings, The Dance Floor by Peter Oscar Isaac. <laughs> that was a good dance. <laughs> that was, was a great. great. That was, a, that was awesome. such a great dance. With the deadpan face. Like, mm. And, and like we, I we say, RAP to that, to that great Twitter, which uh, used that same scene, showing that that scene could be used with any song. Um, yes, you know, pour one out for that for that Twitter. I think that it's it's notable too that like that great piece of scripted dialogue was was sounds like a joke on this show. Yeah, I said that in other format, but I'm seen on the show now. <laughs> Thank you. Moving on. I could watch it tear up that dance floor, bro. Let's not give Elon Musk any ideas. <laughs> he he has deployed the uh the Oppenheimer atomic bomb line to be like this is like the next version of that a bunch of times enough times that I feel like he's definitely seen this movie and made that connection based on that and not based on any of the writing about it. Oh yeah, I mean yeah. I don't believe he sees yeah, I believe he sees movies. Yeah. <laughs> what or, or, does or he understand just, the like, story? Trying to see just like I believe he's seen stand up comedy. I, I believe that at the very least he has had movies on while he sits on Twitter and uh, steals right, people's. I don't want to. Say, next, next, Oscar Isaac, drunk on a Tuesday afternoon. Did you know I can fuck my robot? <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, you go. Those are the Letterbox one-liners for X Machina. Please, please, please follow the show HQ account at Movie Night Extra. Uh, we are doing. And by we, I mean mostly uh, J. Andrew World and I uh, <laughs> doing the, all kind of work to bring you uh, letterbox stories of our classic episodes and uh, everything else. So follow the show on there. All kinds of cool stuff happening. Uh, X Flackena. <laughs> Always Fleck. I, I guess I realized. There you go. Nice. That's a good all-timer gif. I like that. I like that. Uh, 
I really don't read people's things until I do this bit. It's weird. It's weird that I like mentally reject <laughs> that. I don't know. Uh, Ask Flacco at Always Flacco. Uh, Logging all the stuff that we do on here. Everything else. He's a blue book hacker, and you can find him on Letterbox doing all the things. I am Mister Quotable at Kona Neutron. You can follow me to do the highbrow, the midbrow. There he goes again, Mr. Quotable. Mr. Quotable. The Populous Fair. You can follow me along with the Criterion Challenge 2024 LFG uh, because it's up now. I will be doing all that stuff. Uh, Some some folks have did that in 2023. More of them should for this one because we get to watch a lot of cool movies together. So leading that charge for that thing. Jay Andrew, really based on porn world? Yeah, <laughs> you just noticed. That's impressive. I, I told you I don't read these things. How do you not read these, man? My brain just went porn. Look, I ain't got time to read. <laughs> whatever, yeah. whatever, whoever Coda the doesn't read uh, for those who don't know. Yeah. Whoever the fuck is hacking into everyone's phones, looking at their porn preferences, and they creating Jandrew World out of that? I don't. I don't. <laughs> you know what you wind up getting? An island with only cats on it. My man, don't kink shame. They use, they use the wrong. The camera facing the wrong way. It's the guys that are looking at porn that they base the preferences. <laughs> they face the camera the wrong way. Crazy. All right, that's good. You turn it around. Twatlight Zone. Twilight Zone. <laughs> Again. Harsh. Harsh joke. This is the harsh joke. He's watching all the weirdest stuff so you don't have to. Or maybe you can. It really isn't for me to say. It really isn't. Uh, but he's doing it either way. And you can follow him along right about now, too, to uh, see what he's up to and where he's going. A lot of Doctor Who episodes. Yeah, right? lately it's just been Doctor <laughs> Who for me. So. Which I'm not mad at. I, lo- I, no. I love Doctor Who. but uh, No, uh, uh, Tubi has like all the classic Doctor Who. And I'm just like, man, okay. I-, I haven't watched. I-, I forgot how great the third Doctor was. Um, yeah. Because it's been so. You log the you log Doctor Who per episode. He's every. No, he no, he really he is. If you not, yeah, clearly you don't browse Letterbox because he really is. He's doing all of them. Mm Uh, anyway, whatever. He's doing all that. Uh, follow him for all that stuff. Uh, Cosmopolitics, Christina, robot with hair. She is apparently going to log a bunch of Christmas movies. That's your your stated goal you mentioned in the group It's chat? December, man. I got to put Die Hard in there somewhere. My Gremlins. Lo- you got Gremlins. You got yeah. uh, Long Kiss Goodnight. Can I, I tell mean, you, it was it was cheaper to buy a uh, a Blu-ray of Die Hard than rent it. And I was like, I'm not going to rent Die Hard. I'm like, oh, no, I'll get a Blu-ray of it. And it was like, oh, it's like three bucks? Great. So there you go. This is about how I bought a Blu-ray <laughs> of Die Hard, <laughs> ending. which I've never watched consciously all the way through, but I've seen at least nine times. <laughs> uh, anyway, Christina, follow uh, follow her. She's um Christina on uh, her old handle. She hasn't changed it yet. <laughs> yeah, uh, on Letterbox, but you can follow her on there. Renee Ruin at Renee Ruin. She's she's brand, she's brand consistent that way. Uh, <laughs> keeping up for all your night shift uh, stuff on there and uh, logging stuff. Katie, you you're a little deadly creature on there, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, so you're, you're mostly consistent, except for when you're zombie hunter. Katie, I can't keep this. So that's only the one account, and because I can't change the name, and then sometimes I'm a weird spelling of a little deadly creature because they're like that's too many letters. Mm-hmm. We like creatures that are less deadly. Little little deadly creatures. Little deadly. As someone who only has two letters in my first name, I'm never really confronted with too many letter problems, so I kind (laughs) of live for it. Yeah. It's it's like driving a band name that's like five words long. Uh, (laughs) She's on there, so follow uh, KT. We uh, we love KT, and she she, uh, is awesome. 
based on porn world. Please take it away with the plugs, why don't you? All right. If you're I'm just, I'm, I could not be more disapproving, by the way, just so you know. <laughs> Shame. Well, well, you know, speaking of space, I couldn't couldn't fit uh, preferences on there. <sighs> anyway. Let's do the um, yeah, here we go. If you're watching us on YouTube, please do the YouTube things. Like, comment, subscribe. Tell me how bad that joke was, uh, please. And, um, uh, of course. Uh, He's like you know, an AI. He has to learn from feedback. Yeah. <laughs> um, what the big ass we always do is, is uh, to, to feed the algorithm, watch the video to the end, and that allows other movie fans to find our content. And you can hear that great, special, one-month-only song that Conan Neutron wrote for us uh, for, for, for this month. Movie night, automata, automata, automata. Thank you. I do really like that new song. It's awesome. It's very, Thanks. very banger. Yeah. If you are over on Twitch, please do the Twitch things. Um, throw us a sub. The big ask over there is if you happen to have an Amazon Prime account, you can subscribe to our channel for free. That actually helps us out. doesn't cost you a penny. So uh, if you can do that, support us over there or YouTube, you know, um, uh, please do, do all those things. Um, we, you know, find us on social media as well. We, we're on uh, Facebook, Twitter, uh, Blue Sky, um, Threads. That's the other one. Uh, mm -hmm. Instagram. Uh, mm -hmm. fi find us all on those places. Say hi to us. We will respond to you. We really will. We're not run by AI. Uh, we, we, we will interact with you. Um, an AI, on, honestly, Andy, an AI could never predict you. No. <laughs> You're far too. You're far too random. You know yes, exactly. Um, of course, we are, we are on Patreon as well. Uh, if you want to support us that way, uh, that will you can get access to our after parties, which which are uh, you never know what we're going to do for after parties, or even if we're going to do one. Uh, I don't even know if we're going to do one. Yeah, I'm down. Yeah, I'm gotta, gotta do the things uh, that same non androids do between shows. But uh, <laughs> I'm down. Yes, you need to drain the clue. I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> People on the show don't know. Who knows? Yeah. Why? How could we ever possibly figure this out? Oh, maybe we planned it in advance. I don't know. It's a wild idea, but yeah, I know, I know. Uh, believe it or not, I actually did play at an after party in uh, April um, today, mm -hmm. uh, which which I haven't told you guys about. So, so we're doing an after party in April. Well, that's too um, much notice. I did April. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. So, so look forward to that. After I was party talking about twenty sixty five, as far as I'm concerned. April. <laughs> Jesus, this guy is about April. <laughs> No, but, we haven't but, even uh, hit winter solstice yet. Am I right? Exactly. Kid, but, kid. April. It's May, December is the movie. You don't want to talk about April. I can't, I can't believe that's a comedy. Kid, I can't believe what the numbers are doing. Let me tell you. <laughs> but yeah, if you think that this off-topic, uh, off-humor that, that, that we're having right now, if you if you really like that, you can get more of that in our after parties. Uh, except sometimes we're actually focused on something really cool, like uh, Oscar streams. So there you go. There you go. Uh, support us over on Patreon so you can get mm -hmm. access to those. So um, if you're worried about off humor, don't worry about it. <laughs> we won't be we won't be doing whatever that is on the after parties. <laughs> I've never heard of that term in my life, by the way. I do. I think I just made it up. I do. Okay. And misspoke while off I was doing color it. almost maybe. Yeah, yeah I, think, I, I think I, something short circuited my brain and I missed a word. Look, I've been to those comedy shows where they give away the free tickets. I've seen some off humor. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so C Conan's actually been on uh, his own show. I'm always on. Oh, uh, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Which yes. uh, you just did. You just did a big uh, year-end wrap-up of the best albums. There was two episodes this week. One was my uh, top records of 2023. I do this every year. It's a big pain in the ass, <laughs> but people seem to get something out of it and find some cool new records. So that's available on all the things that aren't YouTube. I also had Eddie Gabo of Something Is Waiting, a great uh, sleazy metal noise rock band from Chicago that I'm technically label mates with. Uh, disclosure alert. And that was a great episode. There was a lot of BSing about cool stuff on there. Very entertaining, I am told. Uh, and then there is a third episode of Bertronic Versal this week with Jamie Stewart of Jushu on uh, Sunday. So nice. if you, that's Jushu is a great, 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 great band. Uh, very, very interesting, very cool. And uh, that's and my favorite that... war sister. <laughs> <laughs> off humor indeed uh yes so predominant reversal predominant for the archives all that stuff yeah yeah and, um, and and if you want to get episodes early you can go to conan's uh patreon and it's just a dollar a month one dollar one dollar <laughs> exactly um and, and uh if you want to hear more music from conan neutron his uh band conan neutron and the secret friends are on yes. Bandcamp at neutronfriends.bandcamp.com of course we mentioned adult prom is the newest one but mm -hmm. I always like to add that you can download all, his entire discography for actually a reasonable price. It's a lot of music, too. Yeah. <laughs> if you think about it as a per song, it, it's a great value. Great value. It, it, <laughs> it absolutely is. So so check that out. Christina is over. Oh, hold on, hold on. No, that's like seven more things. Oh, 1,001 oh, album that? complaints this week. I did an episode on Portishead. I, I love those guys. That's a great show to be on. That was awesome. I guess so. So this is Revolution this week. Uh, Consequence Culture with uh, Rick Valentin. That was a good episode. A lot of people uh, that listen to this show, check that out. That was, that was very cool. And I was also on the letter hack uh, this week, yeah. actually on the show, which is a pretty good episode. And he also, I gotta say the drawing to me, he's doing finger guns. I don't ever do finger guns. I'm like, why does everyone think I do finger guns? What have I done wrong in my life that people think I do finger guns? I'm just but, doing, I'm just standing like this. I'm sure you look lovely. I'm just saying for me, I don't do finger guns. Why is he making Holding me do finger guns? Finger guns well, now you gotta start. Wrong. Gotta do them now. The cartoon says it. Do I, it. I, I barely have to like live, live, live the ideal. Uh, but that's yo finger guns reversal. Oh, it's oh finger guns oh. neutron over here. <laughs> uh, but you can hear that episode. I thought that that was uh, great. Of course, uh, Matt's been on the show a number of times now. We, we like him a lot. But uh, yeah, yeah, I, I was the I was the one holdout of of the core hold out what i'm talking about i wasn't like refusing him just no. uh, so there, it was he nice it was nice you. to be able to do it. yeah it was a good interview it was good i i think if, i think it was if i think it's good it's probably worth checking out because a lot of people are like yeah it's fine whatever mm, it's me, there's it's a me bias there though no no there isn't because like there's funny ones i'm like yeah it was fine <laughs> if you're into that kind of thing and this is i thought this is a pretty good one no, so i i always enjoy matt because he does actually ask great questions of his guests and nice. uh when he's on here as well so so like uh mm -hmm. Uh, great, you know, yeah, you, you can't go wrong by checking out. Uh, and he lives show. like a few hours away from me, so like we we gotta meet up eventually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, 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 What's it's, stopping uh... you? <laughs> well, he has a dog. Lots of finger guns related content in the chat here. Let's see. Yes. Speaking of finger guns, maybe Conan and Emily Harpus. I don't know what that is. What is that? Is that a person? Sure. Anyway, whatever. Does it, let's that move on. Person, to finger fine. guns? <laughs> I don't know. That's the name of the finger guns. Emily Harpist. I world, world famous finger guns doer, Emily Harpist. Look, kid, when people think of neutron, they think finger guns. You don't get to choose what you're known for, all right? <laughs> Thank there you. There we go. Yes. <laughs> 
And uh, Christina's over there in the corner. Um, in the spotlight. That's Christina now. in the corner. Yeah. <laughs> That's Christina in the spotlight. Losing her Twitch stream. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Much. Uh, <laughs> as they tune out because of Andy's plugs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I got loving people here, so we're fine. Uh, yeah. That, that, that's good. Um, uh, do you have any plans this week for, I know, I know you're going to be on, of course, uh, but you, you always know, but uh, yes, was there something um, you're planning on? After the after party, my mom and I are going to decorate my background for Christmas, so we're going to live stream that. Oh, uh, that sounds fun. There we go. Yep. How wholesome. What wholesome content yeah. that is. Yes. And then we're going to learn about Joseph, well, part two about Josephine Baker, who, you know, unlike Coco Chanel, she helped take down the Nazis. Mm. You know, she's mm. she's an amazing mm. dancer, singer, actress, you know, activist, basically. She was phenomenal. Went through a lot of shit. Uh, we're also going to do some Christmas trivia and just watch a bunch of other like news clips and go over stuff. It's going to be kind of jam packed full of content for once. Wow. Like, that's all right. Awesome. All right. There's a day. Uh, Listen, kid, you're, you're not going to believe how much content there is here. We got Christmas. Mm. We got Broads talking about other broads. It's gonna be a whole situation. You're not gonna. You're not gonna want to miss. Not since Jerry Lewis did his first telethon. I was there. Broads talking about broads would not be a podcast that I would listen to. <laughs> broads talking. I love that film. It was great. It deserved the awards. What? But it was. That's not what it was called. Okay. <laughs> okay. And of course, if you want to support Christina, she has her own uh, Patreon as well. Uh, it's uh, patreon.com slash cosmopolitics. So go support her over there. Yeah. I'm telling you guys, um, if, you, if you can't afford the $4.99 or whatever, $5.99 or whatever for Twitch and you don't got Prime, a dollar a month helps me keep, keep it going. One dollar. Exactly. Exactly. And uh, Renee is in, uh, you know, doing some really cool stuff over on uh, the Night Shift. Yeah, um, we're done for this year, but we'll be back um, in Jan. I know we're, we're going to, the first episode is going to be a weird one. We're going to have uh, Toby Poser from Adam's Family Films back on. And, um, oh, she was great. It yeah, it won't be a review, though. She's actually, she's requested to come on and interview us. So mm. that's what we're going to be doing. So it could, anything could happen. We'll see. Um, and then I've got Anything a... Goes. Yeah. Um, and I'm doing an audio podcast uh, in a week, I think, and then I'll be releasing that to share with everybody, but you'll have to wait and see um, what that one is. And then I'm back on this show in Jan as well. I think we're romancing the stone. Yeah, we are. Romancing <laughs> the bone is a totally different movie, so don't expect that. That's a great choice. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. Well, Adventure Month. Adventure Month is coming back, everybody. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, so that will be that'll that'll be a great one. And then yeah, that's kind of it for me at the moment. I'm just max relaxing. Very cool. Yeah, because it's summertime down there and uh the bears are falling out of trees. <laughs> yeah, watch those <laughs> koala bears. Um, koala drops. Yes. Uh and uh of course KT is over there. Uh on uh you know, starting her own podcast, uh which which uh mm-hmm. I, I've um feel bad i have not listened to yet i, I but a second episode sounds like so much fun yeah, thank you yeah there's only two episodes out uh we're only doing it bi-monthly so it's on the first and the 15th uh pilot episode was uh so i married an axe murderer uh, and this week's episode which just came out earlier today is uh bad boys 
Uh, yes, yeah, so well, yeah, I saw this is the podcast about the films we don't like. Is I think Andrew yeah. mentioned this to me, yeah, yeah about yeah. how I, how I should do an Adam Sandler because I really don't like his. <laughs> I oh, struggle to watch yeah. films with Adam Sandler really badly. Because <laughs> there's one or two in there because I also don't totally care for him, but there's one or two in there where it's almost more offensive because when you see him proper act. You're like son of a bitch has that in there, and he's just phoning it yeah. in. Yeah. Also, we covered about- one of them. We covered Uncut Gems. Uncut Gems and Pestroke well, Love is great in that too. English is so cute and so sweet and so understated for a character who's mostly like I hate Adam Sandler, and then you watch that and you're kind of like that was over. But yeah, By the way, so the- if, if if you ever would ask me on, I'm not saying you will, but if if you were, I, it wouldn't be a musicals. That you mm-hmm. should invite me on. It should be romantic comedies, which are that's the genre I absolutely just loathe. I don't like as a genre. I can't stand them. Can't stand. I them. feel like I'm gonna have to bring Christina in to help me pick because I am right there with you. There are a few that I like, but it's often like, well, that's a weird Russian romantic comedy. And you're like, I'm not saying you should even invite me on, but if you, if you, everybody, did. I want you to come on. You're already invited. Okay. Uh, and if right. it wants me to make you watch Titanic, though, oh. I would good. I would complete like seven film I've seen lists it if once I did. And, it, and I really don't want to relive that moment. Every I've never day. seen it. Yeah, it's a boat. Terrible. Terrible. Titanic is better than Avatar. That's all I feel about. People care more about Titanic than to do Avatar. The only thing that's fascinating about Avatar is how they made that movie. That's about it. Okay, so change subjects completely. I have to confess, I kind of love *Sword Murder and Axe Murder*. I do too. I saw it on a date. <laughs> and oh, on, how on did the that date, go? it well, it actually went well. But we got called gay by some shirtless dudes in a truck. We're like, okay, I'm out with a girl, and you're a bunch of shirtless dudes in a truck in the back yelling at me. And that tells so. you exactly what year that movie came out. Was the year of shirtless guys in a truck? And when you can drive by and gay. Oh, yep, that's it. Didn't you know, weirdly, really, it, they really don't make shirtless guys in the truck calling you gay like they used to, you know. No, no, it weirdly did not go as well for me as the show <laughs> as the time I went on a date for the Cronenberg crash. Yes, <laughs> that's a bless your heart moment, sir. I'm glad you you took that and you didn't hit the mountain with that airplane. <laughs> um, anyway, so it's 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 called to what if I don't like it, right? So the pump the premise is that we bring people onto the show and we try and find a movie that they would like. Yes. <laughs> it looks right. of madness on a date. Okay, madness. that I thought I had the best one with Crash, but I think I mean, it's yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, um, great. I took a date to see The Cell, you know, with a Jennifer Lopez where, where she goes to the I I approve the setup as being the one most easily taken over by AI. Uh, when the moment comes, you're like, you know, it's a podcast where we try to find a movie that the person's really going to like. And it's like, okay, that's the one AI is taking first. Well, but <laughs> the, so what I've seen of it so far is that I like the I like the explanation of like why mm-hmm. the people in question, the, the, the guest, if you will, mm-hmm. uh, the guest, if you will, don't like it because it's it's like, oh, no, because with that background, it makes it more interesting. Oh, I, I think I might know what the objections would be. And then like, oh, it'd be interesting to see like. How they deal with that like that that's an interesting hook because oh, a lot of times people have these preconceived and you miss a movie because you think it's gonna be outside of your bailiwick like you don't like romantic comedy so you might miss a genuinely good romantic comedy that, that maybe it exists yeah there is some trust yeah me. i just everyone i've seen makes me want to just 
it's just that that kill everybody without, without yeah, the, yeah. Uh, the the recent one with Jennifer Lawrence because I'm like you know the, the oh, rom kind of died, but then mm. that movie came out and then of course the movie with uh, Glenn Powell Cindy Sweeney's coming out and I'm like please dear God let this be a success. <laughs> And so we try and pick a movie that you will like. So making you watch Titanic is not really within the the, the what this show is about. It's about trying to find Thank the movie God. that you'll enjoy, even though you might be like, I'm on the I'm a waffling about this. Like my husband didn't want to watch, so I married an axe murderer because he doesn't believe that Mike Myers ever does anything that's cromulent. And I loved that movie as a kid. And so we go to watch it back together as a kid, and it's and back together now, not as a kid. And so you can see. Maybe it holds up. Maybe it doesn't totally. I don't know because it's tied up with my memories of being called a gay by dudes in the back of a truck that were shirtless <laughs> and being making out with a hot chick. Those are the two things it's tied up for. Yeah, I'm trying, yeah. I'm trying to think of a movie that I could like. I don't know. Well, you know, you guys had me on for Sweeney Todd, which was Christina's pick, and I hate musicals and I don't care for Johnny Depp and Tim Burton, but I watched the movie and goddamn it, I, I kind of liked it. Yeah, it's the, it's a good adaptation of a stage show for sure. Like taking the elements out of it that made it a stage show and making it like into a movie. That's very hard to do when you're adapting from stage to screen. So I think mm -hmm. what we're saying is the movie extravaganza cinematic universe is going strong. Oh my God, we can create, oh guys, I'm telling you, we got to create our own network now, having other shows, Great. other movie podcasts on our channel. Sounds good. Why wait to be successful? Do it now. Do it now. <laughs> The time. If you, you gotta wait till oh, you're successful, you'll be waiting forever. Great. Listen, kid, <laughs> you gotta strike while the iron's hot. Strike while the iron's warm. That's fine. I'm Just actually, strike. Uh, Renee, have you seen Green Inferno? Yes, I have. It's crazy. I, There's fires. It's, it's with, wild. With um, Lauren, who is uh, another guest on this, uh, because she's like, I don't know. I'm Eli she's Roth, like, kind of. Uh, I'm not really big fan of torture porn. And I'm like, Everyone this is. I loved it. It's such an environmentalist, like a uh, joyride. Like, oh, it's such controversial. It's so realistic and gross. Like, that's what I love about it. It's like the guy shits himself. And I'm like, that would really happen. Talk yeah. about women talking, am I right? Yeah, <laughs> yes. well, you know. <laughs> So we got some good movies lined up. Um, I'm going to do an episode next about why I think I might not like The Wizard of Oz to tie into. Oh, the guys to tie into the. I swear to God, if you don't like The Wizard of Oz, I'm quitting. Wait, <laughs> <laughs> it's your show. It's literally the only one of the few quit. movies that's you guys, that's still. You guys are gonna have to try the. Uh, <laughs> you guys are gonna have to replace me with KT, baby. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna become an anti-wizard of us that movie is so tied up in like my childhood like when, oh, I, when, yeah, I, would go to my, when I would go to my grandma's house uh that's like the one movie that she'd have on vhs i did like i watched it over and over again like i i love the fucking wizard of oz and i feel like it would be it would be heartbreaking if someone yeah like, gonna I like it <laughs> yeah. it'd be heartbreaking yeah. if someone's like i watched the wizard of oz and i didn't like it it's such a i I'm listen such a, kid when I'm you see dead. it you're gonna like it it's a hit dead yeah. inside like return to oz katie so i have no i don't i've never seen anything in the wizard of oz movies i've not seen wicked oh or God. the way it's gonna be cool <laughs> wicked <laughs> If only these conversations were happening separately instead of at the same time. Yes. Sorry. Wizard of Oz has a 98% on Rotten Tomatoes. I want to find the two uh whatever reviewers that like, like, oh, I don't like those of us. I'm gonna fucking beat them to death with my bear. We're gonna find you, and if you're you're dead, 
<laughs> we're gonna make you even more dead. We're the podcast that will threaten you, you for your opinions. <laughs> first of all, sir. First of all, how dare you? Secondly, we will find you. Uh, Intolerable cruelty. That's is that the Coen Brothers? Uh, the, like the only Coen Brothers movie I haven't seen. Is that that one? Isn't that a um. Michael Douglas's wife. Michael Doug. Michael Douglas's wife. Wow, sexy. Catherine Zeta Jones. What's her name? Yes, I, I just couldn't think wow. of her name. She has a name, Renee. It's <laughs> uh, Catherine Zeta Jones. She's only won like an Oscar for Chicago. We were yeah. just talking about wow. romancing the wow. stone, guys. Shit. It, who it is Ethan Cohen? It is Ethan Cohen, but it's not. It's not. Who knew sexism was that internalized? Um. <laughs> Gosh. I just can't remember names. Listen, kid, she's incredible in it. She looks fantastic. You're never going to forget it. Right, Somebody said I sat uh, cringing before the Technicolor production of The Wizard of Oz with no trace of imagination, good taste, or ingenuity. Kill yourself, sir. <laughs> Russell Maloney of The New Yorker. What the fuck? Okay. So, so people want, apparently, I need to be sold on intolerable cruelty. So I, I haven't seen it. I don't know it. I, I I know obviously know what exists, but I like Catherine Zeta Jones, but that's that's my thing. Mm -hmm. George Clooney's mm -hmm. fine; he's good. It's okay. We're gonna watch Twilight. Are we still in you KT's bits? This must be the yeah. longest version yeah. of. Oh, oh, oh yeah. yeah. So as, watch it then. Maybe I fucking will. Marco the Brazilian, don't tell me what to do. <laughs> you ain't my dad. <laughs> wow! Don't be don't be mean to my community, Conan. Okay, Listen. that's my community. <laughs> Listen. Yeah. So anyway, we, we, we love Christina's community. All this is meant, and this is for for, Peace and love. for satire purposes speak. only. Yeah. Peace and love. Peace and love. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so yes, that's just to wrap it up. The the first and the fifteenth of every month, we'll get more. Everyone on the show She's will eventually be on it. The patriarchy. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'll, I'll stop. I'll stop. Um, and my only other plug is to still keep watching Starwell. More episodes are coming out. They did the episode, which is the true crime podcast only. So you get a full episode of the podcast where I am the host of the podcast inside the podcast. It's like Shakespeare. Um, and Listen, get people are fed up with this false crime. They want true crime. True. True crime in a sci-fi world where there's superheroes and villains. Here's uh, the science fiction part of it. There's heroes and villains. It's crazy. Holy up. shit! I found a new thing. I found a new thing that I'm uh, I'm obsessed with. The fucking I tracked down one of the people that uh, Otis Ferguson of the of the uh, New Republic. I guess he died in 1943, and they have his um they have all of his reviews saved at Rotten Tomatoes, and they count them towards the full things. And he gave fucking Rebecca a bad score. He gave like you could you could look at all of his fucking. They they took his things and they decided whether it's fucking uh, a tomato or like a, a rotten fucking symbol. And the guy died like almost a fucking century ago. <laughs> yeah, this is like George Lucas going back and doing special effects on the old Star Wars. I, I, I'm not. I'm not here for it. Revisionist history. <laughs> I like my. <laughs> he gave Mr. Smith goes to uh, Washington a bad score. And let's dig him up and fucking kill him again. He came out in 1939. <laughs> Kid, that's such a bad take. We're gonna dig you up and we're gonna kill you again. <laughs> we're gonna revive you and then kill you. Oh, that, Uncle Alligator. Here's my pitch. Yes, my friend. It's a zombie movie. All right. With a with a terrible critic from the past. He comes yeah. back to tell us which movies to watch. I love it. They're villainous already. I love it. 
<laughs> it's a zombie. It's a zombie movie where only movie reviewers get brought back, and we can all get killed one by one again. Consider this greenlit. Can you can you get Swayze? Oh, oh he's not around, huh? I miss him. So What's much. he attached to? <laughs> Thank the you. Earth. <laughs> Finish the bit. Come on, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah, I don't Fuck. know. Fuck. Uh, no, no, that's it. That's it. We're done. We're done. No more. Final thoughts. All right. Well, starting with KT. Final thoughts. Uh, none. No, I mean, this is a really good movie. It's super fun. I was very obsessed with AI, and I feel like it's a great way to start asking yourself a lot of questions about morality and what it means to be human. And, you know, if you've ever been curious about trying a sci-fi movie in this genre, I think it's it's a really great place to start. Super fun. Sci-fi right. curious. Sci-sci <laughs> curious? I don't know. The... Yeah, it's better when you try to improve the joke. It's good. All right, Renee, final thoughts. Final thoughts. Um, yeah, I mean, I think, A, this is a really good um, directorial debut. Two, I just love the way Alex Garland makes films that make you think. And, I, and, you know, all of his films are like this so far, like throughout and then at the end you're kind of like weighing things up and, 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 you know, and then there's always these great little nuggets. And I love his, like, emphasism on symbolisms and, and I, you know, I love seeing shit where people really dissect gender and play with it in different um, settings and different, like, different worlds. And I love the way that he kind of does that um, and just looks at the different relationships, you know, and things between people and puts them into a different microscope. I love that. And it's just a beautiful, you know, a beautiful film to watch as well. I think that's one thing we didn't talk about was just visually it's a really yeah. beautiful film. Did you know you can go to the location, the hotel, you can rent it and stay wow. there? That's it. It's in Norway. Yeah. With with the glass room? <laughs> I, 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 I believe most of the like top is the same. If you Google it, you can you can do the like Zillow and look around inside. Oh yeah. Cool. I, I think the laboratory portion That's of awesome. like the hallway that was that was yeah. uh, can we just say why don't we just do a live show there? Yeah. This <laughs> is <laughs> Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Sounds good. Sounds okay. Yes. Let's do it. Twist my arm. Oh well, we we love. Yeah, um, that's, that's, that's my biggest bit. Yeah, and uh, it's a it's a good like good film if you haven't if you haven't sort of delved into AI and stuff. I'm personally I'm not the kind of person that's really big into robot films and stuff. So there's got to be kind of a twist to something to get me to go towards it. And I think this is a good film if you're also someone who doesn't, you know, normally go straight to that kind of genre. Here's the twist. Um, it's AI, but the AI of all women. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> okay. You, I said I was proud of you, Ellie. You just decimated that. <laughs> Look, they're yeah. broads, but they're robots. <laughs> oh, like you, you gave him one inspiration in the game, and he was like, nope, sorry, I'm going to take that right back right now. You rolled a nat one on that. And get this, the robot broads got her own agenda. <laughs> <laughs> but the fellow's a simp. He's a simp, I tell you. <laughs> but it is such a beautiful film, too. Like it For, for a directorial debut, it's so thoughtful. And, and it really chosen. is. No, absolutely. Yeah, and, and for, you know, he talks about it being low budget himself. It's stunningly beautiful for something that didn't have a lot of money and what does he yeah. say when it when uh, what does low budget mean for this movie though like what 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 actually yeah, well, is the budget, budget, is budget is really low budget is yeah he, in the realm of low budgets he's probably at the highest i mean this show is low budget 
Right, but like, million. Million. yeah, there's no budget. Fifteen million, no budget. budget. Yeah, it's on the lower end. <laughs> when they when they've got the Marvels, the, the, the Marvel. Come on, you got the budget. Marvel. I can barely budge this crowd to stay on topic. Let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Who's next, Christina? Yes, <laughs> Renee is losing even her show, and she's moving it along. <laughs> there we go. Uh, <laughs> I can see we're just trailing into the ether, you know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> when it comes to like AI, I don't. It's hard for me. It's, I struggle with being interested in AI, especially in film. But this film actually made me like think and go, "Oh shit, okay, this starts to make sense now." Because um, I've watched other films that do like AI, and I just couldn't connect with them the way I connected with this uh, movie. And as a few of my community mentioned, it's a phenomenal film. I highly recommend it if you haven't seen this one yet. And I feel like it might finally, like, for those who have kind of struggled to understand, like, AI, this might be able to make it, like, click for you. So definitely worth a watch. And I've probably seen this film three times. Nice. All right. Uh, Andy, final thought. You know, yeah, this is an absolute stunning film, uh, you know, visually uh, kind of, uh, you know, uh, creating like this weird um, uh, idea of uh, also like the the mask of a like an opera uh, of a of a you know Japanese. Uh, what is it? A no opera? I believe it's, uh, uh, you know, where, where they actually wear the masks and uh, stuff like that. And it kind of you get the, you know, the hints of it of, of like how her face is uh, built. Uh, which which I absolutely love, and then you know, which is another thing of Japanese culture that kind of repeats in the in the film because that guy totally is one of those awkward dudes at an anime convention, um, hitting on some cosplayer uh, because you know, but, but awkwardly, um, it's just weird uh, to go to an anime convention. He's hitting on that. the he's hitting yeah. on the <laughs> he's hitting on the cosplayer, but awkwardly. Green lighted immediately. <laughs> Get this, it's awkward. You'll never believe it, kid. <laughs> it's an immediate green light, straight to series. It's series. It's incredible. Yeah, yeah. You don't want a movie of that. You, you want a TV series where you can really. No, appreciate. we need a prestige television series about that. Yes. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. A complete arc of, of all, all the uh, cosplayers, too. Um, <laughs> here we go. But but uh, yeah, and uh, it's it's great because it really does work on uh, ideas of not just um, uh, you know uh, deeper thoughts about philosophy, like when, when does uh, somebody actually become a person? Uh, is this is the uh, AI passed the um, uh, the Turing test because she she you know successfully manipulated uh, the, the both characters to, to to find her freedom, or uh, you know is that just like. Um, or is it is it just still just a generation away? Or because because I mean that's what they always say about these things. Oh, we're just a generation away, and uh, it's like no, no. I mean it's like part of an evolution, and and uh, is it is it quite there yet? Um, or is it just like the primordial, um, uh, you know, awareness that that it's not quite fully formed, but it's very close to it. So you can, it can probably pass some of these basic tests like a Turing test, but not uh, maybe something a little more complicated like a. Uh, like the uh, J. Andrew World official AI are the human test. Well, well I was like thinking more the Void Comp test. Yes, right? yes, exactly. <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, you know, ask ask a hundred questions and and you know, you find out if it's an Android or not. Um, I wouldn't do that. Why is it? Well, why aren't you helping it? Yeah, I mean, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, yeah, well, why is the pro, uh, why is the turtle upside down? Um, yeah, what's up with the watermelon? And what even is a turtle? You know. <laughs> 
a tortoise. Yeah, <laughs> it's a, you know, but still. <laughs> yeah, there, there's a. Did, did you um, snap correct him on the Voight comp test just now? Like in the middle of your final thoughts? Did you really do that? No doubt. <laughs> there's, there's just tortoises like hiding in my mouth and it just fell out. I have no words. All right. Just Go. like I have no tortoises. Conan, we call them tortois in France. Yeah, yeah or hair at that matter. Let's hear a quotable uh, final thought. It's astounding how well this is aged, scarily so. Uh, mm. The hubris of the creator, the aforementioned cat and mouse style playfulness between Nathan and Caleb, the straight up simping towards Ava, uh, the casual mention of using all those cell phone data to feed the AI. Uh, it's stunning how this is more or less our reality now, just largely confined to apps and chat protocols so far. I think Garland explored this to an even greater effect in the amazingly underrated devs. But this is a great example of a true modern cinema and a great example of somebody being super creative and in the zeitgeist with astounding visuals as well. And it was a, an honor to include this in, into the month. And I think it's a great film. All right. Well, we will be back. Well, first for our after party, of course. But the <laughs> main episodes of Movie Dice Travaganza, we're going to be talking about Wally on Tuesday. Wally, Dad, another movie with Eva as a as a as a oh, main yeah. character. Yeah, yeah, forget about that. But uh, yeah, we'll jump to the after party. We'll be there. If you're not there, fuck you.